Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine wanted to be in this. Back in the days when we played video games, it was hardcore for the nerdy and lazy. Now things have changed and all our video games are also for the casual and ladies. But that's okay, you know the score. We told you a million times before. Playing consoles, not just games, is in the past. Alright, it's time for another week of N4G Radio, episode 495 for November 6th, 2017. It's almost over, fellas. We're almost at the end of the rope. Then we get like a month off, and then a bunch of new games come out. But, uh, yeah. It's been crazy. On the show this week, we have we have the lovely Drew. Hello. And we have the ever-sexy Jay. Bonjourno. And we got the Wombat joining us soon, and uh, Mr. John W. will be here in about a half an hour. Everybody enjoy that extra hour of sleep last night? No. Oh. It's, it's one of those things where I was already still up when it hit the time. I was like, wait a second. So I looked at the time. I looked back at my computer time. I was like, all right. Daylight savings time. My, my wife, time traveled. Yeah, my wife woke me up this morning. She's like, don't you have a podcast? I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, it's 12 o'clock. I'm like, no, it's not. It's 11. Because all the, the the kitchen clocks don't set themselves uh, back. Uh, right. Gotcha. <laughs> I, was, I picked up my phone. I'm like, look, gotcha. <laughs> oh, but anyway, man, I've been playing a lot of games. I don't know about you guys. Drew, playing some games? Yeah. I'm playing some games, but I don't know if you want me to talk about them. What, what, what I got? What? what? I mean, I play a lot of Overwatch. <laughs> I, I did. I did too. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I played about four nights this week. Did you guys um, like? Yeah. Did the event just ended? What was the What I, was the purpose? The event actually ended the night on Wednesday. Yeah, because we were playing when we booted up. The Halloween was still on the screen, and yeah. when we left to quit for the night, it was the World Cup yeah. title screen. Mm-hmm. It changed Wednesday sometime. Yeah. The guy I played with. The guy I played with got screwed because he had a Halloween box, and then it. It, it, he must have unlocked it while it switched. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you know what? I only ended up with one skin. Oh my god! Drew. Which I got one? The, did I, you got, get? I got the Zenyatta skin. Oh well, at least you got the best one. At least you got the best one. Yeah, it is. But I really wanted the Anna skin. I thought that was kind of cool. I looking. thought the Zarya was the second best one. Zarya one was really good too. The Metro is uh, second best in my book. But that's uh, pretty that good too. Good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Zarya just doesn't have that many good skins anyway. No, she doesn't. It makes. I like sad. her cyber skin, and that's what I've been using. So I'm yeah, I like that one too. That one's pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I did play a lot of Overwatch. Uh, I did do my rankings for season seven. What did you do? Uh, one five, lost five. Yeah. Uh, ended up in mid silver. Mid silver? Don't you usually get a little higher than that? Uh, yeah. He's rusty. Guess you're out of practice. Well, here's the problem, and I can you can easily say you blame somebody else for this, but the first five matches were for I think either Thursday or Friday night, 
and I was playing with my group of people that I play with. Saturday morning, I decided to log on and do the rest of my placement matches. When you play Saturday morning, it's like I said on Twitter, it's like you just joined the fucking babysitter's club. And I'm playing with 11-year-olds who are saying, give me Genji, give me Genji. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And your Genji fucking sucks. So, and we now have, don't have a healer. Nobody wants to heal anymore ever since the Drew's, Mercy Drew's cussing out 11-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. No, once once I hear uh, everybody in the chat go, hello, and it all sounds like somebody who hasn't hit puberty yet, I then just turn off my mic. Hey, you still need to communicate whether... like It legitimately increases your chances of winning just by being able to call things out if you see them. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, turn, turning it off. But I understand your frustration, too. Like, you don't want to be playing with, like, kids... Whose voice sounds like you know they're like ten nine year olds. We we got, did gotta, a, we did a litmus test this week playing the game. We did not have a match without a Genji. Genji's not even meta right now. Yeah, he's in every match. Like every single match we played, there was a Genji. Yeah. I don't know. It's <sighs> better than having a Hanzo every game, is what I say. Cause... Hey now, hey now. But I'm a Hanzo at least Genji's player. a good. At least Genji's a good distraction. Yeah, go kill him. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't look at the rest of us actually trying to move the payload. The second most played character in our litmus test was Widowmaker. Yeah. Even on Did attack, you... which was hilarious to me. You're going to get a lot more Widow after um, yeah, the South yeah. Korean team. Yeah, Flower, his performance with Widow was ridiculous. It's like, I can probably do that to you guys. Yeah. And then never get a headshot ever. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah but... Uh, Played that, ended up in uh, I think it was like sixteen oh five or something like that. I'm I'm up to like well, late you went back 17s. in time. Yeah, I'm in the seventeens now. I won a few matches this morning and stuff like that. So I'm hoping I get the gold. All I want to do is hit gold and then just quit. Go for gold, Drew. Yeah, because I will never hit platinum. Dude, you got close at one point. You got to I- like. 2000, like 2300 or something like that? Yeah, I did get close, but I was just like, it, it, it then turned into I'm going to lose, and then I'm going to win one, and then lose two, and then win one, lose, and then I'll eventually. And see, so now they actually take you down a rank instead of just keeping you at the rank, but then your, your number goes down. Mm-hmm. So you can easily go back down in a tier, and then you're paired up with these idiots again. Yeah, it, it is stressful. I think competitive is one of those things I would really love if I had a like a team of six that I could you know, consistently play with. That way, you wouldn't have like team blaming and relying on RNG basically. Yeah, uh, the flip of the dice to see if you get like, oh, um, I'm teamed up with this grandmaster top 500 guy, and then the next game I got these like gold and silver players like teamed up together with this other diamond guy. I was like, I was like, why are they here? Which is fine. Like people can play with whoever, but uh, the SR system is really weird and overwatch sometimes. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just like to hit gold and then I'll be done. So, sure. um, go for the gold, which is pretty much the halfway point. Yeah. That means, that means you're kind of average. Uh, you know what? That's what I strive for, Drew. So, um, but yeah, I played a lot of that. Uh, I did play another game uh, that uh, I can talk about since it's already out. I think the uh, the eight bit adventure. Yeah, collection. that's out. Yeah, uh, it is three games of eight uh, bit adventure games. So you have uh, Shadowgate, Deja Vu, and Uninvited. 
uninvited. Yeah. Uh, I've played Deja Vu a long time ago, actually on the Game Boy Color, no less. Um, but they're like classic adventure games where, you know, you have your little menu and it says, do you like to open or take or use? And you then use it on the environment. Um, the, and the ones that they've chosen are considered classic games. Uh, and they're pretty much just the old NES games, you, you know, ported into a little collection. I'm playing on the Xbox through Xbox One. I was going to say 360 for Christ's oh, sake. Wait, what? I know. I went back in time again. Good lord. Uh, but I'm playing playing with those. I mean, it's one of those games. Those those are the kind of games where you you have to click on every single thing in the environment to see what it is, and then you have to use everything in your inventory on everything. They were there to last a really long time because they were so cryptic. Um. If you were to sit down and play these games now, I would probably say try to use a guide because <laughs> some of the shit in Shadowgate is fucking cryptic. And there's a lot of those, oh, you instantly get game over because you did something wrong. Way to go. Yep. So, uh, I yeah. What, though, I loved all three of those games on the NES. You should pick I, was a big I, played, I played the crap out of all three of them. You should yeah, pick it up. It's I, I only eight one. bucks. Yeah, it's cheap. And it's, it's perfect recreations, and it you know it controls. It's like you're moving a mouse with a controller. Right. Uh, I played a lot of Deja Vu. I had Deja Vu one and two. It was like a collection on the Game Boy Color, and I remember that's where I played Deja Vu. Um, and plus, I like that kind of stuff, like the old noir detective stuff. Yeah. Um, played that. Gonna write a review of that. Um, okay. Yeah. I started uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, you yeah. just started it? I just started it. He didn't own it until I was... Uh, huh. Sony oh, was gracious enough to give us a couple me. codes for Game of the Year consideration. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Really? Yeah, no, I don't own it. You want to? You want one? I would love one. Right. I, I'm, I was get, just getting ready to buy it so I could... Uh, Play the DLC. Yeah, I got a I got a code left. Hit me up after the show, and I'll uh, I'll forge you the code. You would be nice. my hero. Right. Is so so the DLC you have to own the game. I thought that was going to be a standalone. Yeah. No, you do have to own the game. Yeah, you, you got to own, own the game. Because yeah. gotcha. it requires a level thirty character to play. So. Gotcha. Yep. Man, Drew, I um, I'm jealous that you get to experience that game <laughs> without uh, having played any of it yet. Yeah, um, I haven't made it very far. Uh, the production value in that game is phenomenal. Uh, it, it, I think my favorite thing about the production value is how, how connected it makes you with the characters. Yeah. Because the characters look so good. It's easy to connect. It reminds me a lot of like, uh, enslaved or maybe a heavenly sword, how well they animate. Um, you remember how great the facial animations looked in those games? Yep. It looks a lot like that. Um, I don't. I didn't. I wasn't able to jump into it deep deeper than I wanted to. Um, and for a second there, if you remember, a few years ago, I tried to play through the new Tomb Raider three different times. Yep. And I couldn't get into it for some reason. For a second there, I started this game and said, I feel like I did with Tomb Raider. Uh-oh. But I kept going and eventually got to the point where 
Alloy is now an adult. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, let me get into this then. Because that, that as a kid, that stuff lasts a while. Um, I wouldn't expect, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be like a, a you know, 10 minute prologue kind of thing. No, no, it's longer than that. Um, but yeah, I want to keep going with it. So, uh, but I, I don't have much to say because I didn't get that far into it. I haven't done any, you know, I haven't done any of the open world, like, let's go hunting stuff. Man, I, I can't wait until you fight your first Thunderjaw. Okay. <laughs> and just to hear you talk about it. Okay. Thunder, thunder, well, uh, thunder, thunder, jaw. Thanks, Lana. Sorry, sorry. Uh, but yeah. That's... Uh, I played a little bit more Wolfenstein. Oh, I was hoping we were going to talk about Wolfenstein. I've played a lot of that. Wolfenstein. Um, yeah. That game goes to places <laughs> I didn't know we're going to go. Yeah, it, I, I just did a sequence last night. Um, I'll just say movie audition. Ha! Uh, Best cutscene in a video game uh, ever. Ah, uh, it's so good. Oh, man, but yeah. The places it borders, you go. It borders ridiculous. Yeah, it's a little uh, right. <laughs> and... Um, it's okay. <laughs> I'll be. I'm still going to reinforce the fact that I. I fucking hate the fact that it doesn't tell you where you're getting shot. I, I yeah. I've had so many cheap deaths in that game. You died in that game? Oh god, so many times. Man, the only times I died in that game is when I was standing next to a, a red explosive barrel, and then they shot at it by mistake. I was like, oh. I shouldn't stand next to that. The, and yeah, that was basically no. it. Uh, this is the weirdest game because I love the story. I think it's fantastic, as ridiculous as it is. Sometimes I find it hard for to play. Really? It's just not... That's crazy to it, me. There's a lot of really bad design in that game that feels nostalgia for the sake of nostalgia. Yeah. You know, the whole mashing the button to pick up stuff still drives me insane. There are some things that automatically get picked up. Yeah, but it's, so, but the, the but the, it's the, so selective on what it wants yeah. to pick it up. It is, but it also the notification to tell you that it picked it up goes off the screen in like a half a second. So I have no idea what I just picked. Like, did I get some art? Did I get what? Did I get some ammo? I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. There's just a lot of right. things about that, and the the problem is, is that the encounters are just not that that interesting. Like the enemies are not that varied. Um, there's a couple. Were they were they that varied? And the f- so the thing about it is like what I felt about the original Wolfenstein New Order is that I liked the game. I thought it was overrated. I thought people were just talking to high heavens about how great the game was, and I thought I agreed that it was good. It had more. It had much better characterization, uh, a more interesting overarching storyline. And the gunplay was good. It was solid. But it wasn't, like, super exceptional. The level designs, the enemy designs, it was repetitive. And when I played Wolfenstein 2, I felt it was just just about the same, if not slightly better. So it's weird to me that I, I hear people talk about Wolfenstein 1 in such high regard. And then when it comes to Wolfenstein 2, they think it's less somehow. That's well, it's, it's, a, it's a matter of expectation. Mm-hmm. Because the first game, you. the first game, you didn't expect it to be interesting narratively. 
True, true. So the second the last Wolfenstein was kind of hmm. yeah, that Raven software one on the 360. It was it was serviceable, but yeah. it was just it, it wasn't interesting. And like New Order was super interesting, and then I played that, and then I played the Old Blood, which wasn't as interesting. And then those mechanics started to shine through. It was like, well, this the gameplay itself is kind of just kind of eh. you know, it's not fun and interesting at at all times. And then you get to the second one big budget sequel, oh man, the story's incredible, but here's that gameplay again, and I'm just I'm just kind of worn out on it. Okay. okay I hit, I what kind it. of upgrades did you use for your guns, Ken? Uh, I did the ricochet bullets on the, sh- was it on the shotgun, I think. Yeah. Um, I've got the nail gun for the, the machine pistol. I don't like that at all. I don't either, it's too slow. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's good when you're dual wielding it. The use it almost like a shotgun where you're in close range. It does max max damage. I did it. I did an idiotic thing of putting the scope on the rifle, which I don't ever use anymore because I never single wield. You can take off the upgrades. On yeah, the yeah, I know, but I did. That's yeah. like the first thing I upgraded. I'm like, well, that's pointless. I, it, I really like it a lot. It becomes a sniper rifle with the armor piercing. Right? It was just one shot to basically most enemies that aren't you know the super armor dudes and they, they go down. So I hinted at it in my review. You you choose something about halfway through that game. Yeah, Which I don't I don't think choose? it's I don't think it's a spoiler to say that you get an upgrade. Yeah, yeah. you get a upgrade to your body. Yeah. Um I'm a fucking human wrecking ball. Yeah, that's what I picked. Oh uh, yeah, that, that's what I picked. And it is for. that's fun. <laughs> you know you can get the other two upgrades too, right? You can? You can. Through the assassination missions. Oh, um, I didn't. I, go do those. Those. I did some of the Enigma codes. Those are the most stressful thing on the planet. <laughs> those are not worth my time, in my opinion. They're not because I did one, and I'm like, "That's the re- never mind. I'm good." <laughs> yeah. No, you you unlock the assassination mission. The thing I, is, I know, but I just don't care. Yeah, but what I mean is that like, there's two assassination missions you should do that unlock those two upgrades that you didn't get. And no. they add a lot more to the gameplay, make it a little, little bit more fluid. It also allows you to uh, you know, access areas you couldn't before, so it makes the level design feel a little bit better as well. So that's what I did. Like After you get the first upgrade, you get you can get the second upgrade, basically you're the mission right after. One of the NPCs uh, in your little hub area will mention that, like, oh, they, they talked about this, this, uh, this equipment being out there, and you go to that mission, you kill the dude, there's an item that you got to get, and then you get that. And the passive upgrade that you get for those uh, equipments for doing the little quests and the hub missions are actually really good. Like one allows you to regenerate armor over time, which is actually pretty fantastic. One allows you to, um, like, what was it? Um, I think it makes it so that your overcharge, uh, overcharge health doesn't go away, like passively. You have to get hit in order to lose it. So there's a lot of little good upgrades that you can get, which I which I thought was pretty good. Mm. I wish I liked this game more than I do. I like the game. I just I, I feel like there's this the loading is too long and I die cheaply too many times. So then I'm just stuck in a loading screen. And the bad thing is the checkpoints are fucking horrible. Yeah, checkpoints because are bad. I'll get stuck with like, oh, twenty armor and like ten health and like how the fuck am I supposed to make it out of this? Ah, loading time is an issue on PC, I can tell you that much. It's like well, four seconds. I'm playing the P- the Xbox One version, so uh, I, I do want to see it to the end, though. I want to see how they. I hear it ends abruptly, but I haven't finished it yet. It does. It kind of sets up for a sequel. Sequel. I think. Yeah. I'm kind of curious how far I am. Like, how much further do I have to go? Do you want me to tell you how far you are? I 
um, I don't want any spoilers for anybody, okay. even past where I'm at. But I just finished that. The, the beginning. You're of the movie. you're very you're very close to the end. Yeah, like I finished yeah. the movie audition level, and I'm I'm back. And yeah, you're very close to the end. On to my next mission. So I will I will try to finish that up because I'm I'm actually trying to finish my games. There I'll, you talk, go. I'll talk about good. it later, but I finished Mario this weekend, so I'm pretty excited to talk about that. We can talk about that. Okay, I did the same thing. Well, you can go ahead and talk about it if you want to, because that's y'all a are late. y'all are y'all are a week late. That's all I'm going to say. I all got to say, Ryan, we just don't have the time that you have, don't you know, start. to play games. Don't start. It's like, it's like we, you know, we're not like you, you know. So I'm sorry. It's like we can't <laughs> live true. up to your standards, Ryan. I'm sorry. That's true. Okay? We, we also don't have a little mini minion helping us play the game. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> little minion Chico. I think this is the first game ever that I've beat before the rest of you guys. I think it, it has to be. It, it might be. It has yeah. to be. Except, no, you, no, 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 that's not true. The Witcher. I was going to say The Witcher. Yeah, I was about to say, you've beat, you've beat The Witcher. You've beat Horizon Zero Dawn before me. So they... did, you, did you beat all The Witcher? Uh, yeah, you beat, you beat all The Witcher 3 DLC before me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you definitely did. All right, well, let's jump over to Jay then. You want to talk okay, about well, let's, let's yeah, segue right into what we're just talking about. Okay. I did play, I picked up and finished Mario Odyssey uh, within a week. It's not a particularly long game. Well, it's, I mean, as long, it's as long as you want to make it. Right? Yeah, to get the yeah. credits to roll, it's not that long. Yeah, yeah, it's really not. To get the credits to roll, it's not long. How many stars did you stay? I mean, how many moon, whatever crap, did you have I, when you beat I the game? I think I had right? 193 when I finished. Yeah, I was okay. close to 200 when I finished. I finished it with like 240. So I did I did some side activities here and there. But nothing, you know, I didn't go out of my way for each world and try to get everything. Right. Which, uh, which was, I think is the way to play. If you try to finish everything, first of all, you can't. Because there are no. some things you can't do in certain worlds until you Correct. Uh, so you shouldn't really do that. You should just play at your own pace. Do as much as you want. Um, I really enjoyed it. You know, this is speaking from someone that doesn't like a lot of 3D platformers. I actively, you know, I've, you know, I've gone on record and said I didn't like Mario 64. I don't, I don't think it controls all that well. I think uh, Odyssey controls much better. I think the freedom of action that you have, the mobility and the kind of broken things that you can do with some of the shifting motions, throwing the hat, doing a, doing like your forward momentum jump into the throwing the hat, doing a dive, doing a little twist, double jump thing, and then throwing your hat again, doing another dive, and getting maximum distance, doing backflips off walls and... So there's there's a lot more skill involved in the platforming uh, this time around because there's just more things that you can do, I feel yep. like. And I think that's good. It makes the platforming much more enjoyable. It also makes it more challenging because there are certain things that you can do within the game that really reward you for being able to do those complex complex maneuvers. As far as the diversity of the world, I thought that was pretty good. Um, I'm not gonna say, and I'm not gonna oversell it like a lot of people have said. Like, oh, it's like the best world's ever made. It's like, oh, each one is so much better than the next. I think, I think New Dunk City is actually my least favorite world of them all, because not only like the distraction of all the shit that's going around all the time, I think it's just kind of you know obnoxious. But the design of the skyscrapers, like, if I go up one skyscraper and I need to go up another to see if I miss some stuff. I don't know which one I've been up because they all look the same. You know, each yeah. one skyscraper is the same as the other one. While it's not that way for all the other zones because they they have like drastically different uh, level design points. So did you hey did you do the did you do the chase sequence in the city? Yeah, that's chase. pretty cool. You're getting, you're, it's like a Crash Bandicoot style level. 
you're running towards the camera. Yeah. Did you do that? Um, that you was... may, you may. So it probably won't make it your favorite level, but you may change your opinion on New Donk City if you do that level or that little sequence. That's pretty cool. It was cool. a blast. Yeah. yeah that Is was... it like a side quest thing? Yeah. yeah. It's it's like a hidden it's over. In, it's inside one of the buildings. Yeah. Like you go inside one of the buildings, and there's a uh, there's a chase sequence that does not fit the level at all. No, it doesn't. Uh, but it's it's really fun, so you should give it a shot. Yeah, I don't think I've done that one, but I'll look for it. I feel like I've been to all the buildings, but apparently not. I did the RC car race, which was one in one side of the, one of the buildings. I did like the you know slot machine thing. So I don't know where that is, but I'll I'll look for it. This is one of those games I plan to go back to and maybe play a little bit more at a time. So that's that's fine, but um, I don't know. It feels like. How do you guys feel about it? Do you do you feel like after beating the game, do you feel the the motivation to really go back and try to collect everything? I, pro- I do. I probably yeah. would if I didn't have other games to play. I would certainly mm-hmm. want to go back and especially now after the ending. Like I literally yeah. just want. I okay. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I literally want to spend my entire life in that last kingdom that opens up after you beat the game. Yeah. There's a lot of find lot to find there too. There is. Yep. Yeah. There is. But there's block. there's just a lot of things in there that are like, oh man, you're tugging the Easter eggs are basically perfect. Yeah. You're tugging you're tugging on my strings in this last area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the remix the remix hard mode bosses, which are not hard still, but they're they you know they're very rewarding because they give you yeah. three at a time. So yep. Yep. Uh, do them all. I really enjoyed the. Um, I, I enjoyed uh, fighting the. I'll just call it the lightning boss, just in case anyone doesn't want to get spoiled. That was great in the main story. Like it just yeah, popped up out of nowhere, and the the second time you fight it is good too. Yeah, I I really enjoyed. That was the most clever boss that I that I fought in that game yeah. for sure. And completely unexpected for a Mario game. Yeah, no doubt. I was like, am I in the right game? My son was watching me play it while I was doing it, and he was like, oh my goodness, what is that? <laughs> Lightning boss? I'm thinking about it. Uh, it happens exactly right... Which one we're talking about. It happens right Did before I? the last kingdom. Yeah, right before uh, the, the last kingdom. He almost said it. Big giant one. In the sky. Yeah, flies around. It's not. Oh it's not. Gosh, it's not. It's literally not ringing a bell. It must have not left much of an impression on me. I don't. I don't know, know, uh, I don't know how you could forget that. It's <laughs> enormous. You have to climb on its head. You have to pull some swords out of it. Did you beat the game, Jay? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, why? Why? Col- uh, I guess it does use lightning, but that's like, yeah, it was I don't know. fun. It. Was- I, it, it, it- I think it's cute to be super clever to be fun. No, no, no. It's it's, it's it's a Mario game. I know my. I have my expectations going in, but it's just like, to me, like when when things like leave a lasting impression. I thought um, the culmination, like obviously the the big you know fi- final battle and that that kind of stuff leaves an impression because how clever things get. But for that one, it feels like it was so easy to do because you knew exactly what to do the moment you saw it go down. It's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah sure. So I don't know. It is what it is, but uh, this is a good game. And for me, that doesn't actively enjoy these kind of games to say it's good, and I kept having the motivation to go back and keep playing uh, throughout the week speaks a lot to the quality of the game. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do concur that it's a terrific game, but um, I, 10 out of 10s, I feel like. It's a bit much. That thing that game has some definite flaws that really take away. The whole shoehorning in motion controls for shit, because I was playing that game in portable mode a lot of times, 
And I want to do certain things. Like, I want to do the, the was it, the hat-throwing thing that makes it go around in circle. But it's like the best move in the game, right? So if you want to collect a bunch of things around you, if you want to stop a bunch of enemies uh, near you, you have to, like, shake it to, like, the left. It's like, that's an asshole move to do. And I learned that if you actually shake the analog in a circular motion, and you do it for about a second, and then press the attack button, yeah, it'll it does, do the same thing. does the same thing, yeah. The, yeah, the but, only thing you can't do with motion controls is the throw hat up and down, I think. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't do that just by pressing a button, which is stupid. Because literally, they use the same buttons for multiple things. Like ZL and ZR does the exact same thing. It makes you crouch. They could have used one of those buttons for some other functionality instead of having it do the exact same thing. It's they they had all the options, they had all the you know, but they decided to just put it in there and force you to use it anyway. Especially considering that this is a system that's also used to supposed to be used as a portable device, so it's, it's it seems like a really poor decision on their part. I don't know why they decided to do it. Uh, it just kind of Nintendo, bothersome. Nintendo is obsessed with motion controls, and they're going to continue to try to shoehorn them into everything until the end of time. Yeah, but you can't ignore it and say, "Yeah, it's, it's perfect." No, you you point these things out because they're a flaws. Ten, a ten isn't they, perfect. They bother the game. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, but like. I don't know. I, I, every reviews and stuff, a lot of people didn't even mention it. So I didn't even know it was a thing until I decided to play it on my own. But I've got to write my review this week. That's why I finished it this weekend. Spoiler alert, I don't think I'll give it a 10. But I see a lot of people saying it, that it was they enjoyed it more than Zelda. And I, I don't. I think it's good. I definitely think it's an incredible Mario game. But I don't think it topples Zelda as my game. I mean, so far. <clears throat> it's, they're so different. It's no, they hard are. for they me are. to really compare them. They're very different games, but in... in I like a, them in, both in, for different reasons. Yeah, in a Nintendo world, there's always, like, the generation, like, on the 64, I preferred Mario 64 over Ocarina of Time. I know people mm. will crucify me for that, but whatever. You know, Super Nintendo was linked to the past over Mario World, so it's, it, it goes back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Truth of the matter like, is, is they're both fucking great games. That's true. Yeah, they're, they're very... And, uh, mm. obviously... Uh, was it uh, Breath of the Wild is not an exclusive because it also came out on uh, Wii U. So I would consider uh, Mario, Mario Odyssey to be like the most own, must own exclusive for the Switch because you literally can't play it on anything else other than the Switch. So, True. Yeah, that's that's. Cool. I uh, Jay, how many uh, how many of the extra at the end costumes do you have now? Oh, a lot of them. Um, because I got, I think I'm up to about 300 moons when I last played it. Yep. So they keep adding more and more costumes. Yep. Yeah, they do. It's, it's almost like Dress Up Mario, the game. That's pretty much what it is at the end of the game, yeah. yeah. You can get bad, you can get a lot the of costumes those. don't have like powers and stuff like that. Okay? Yeah, you can get a lot of those from Amiibo. I have a ridiculous collection of Amiibo, and my son scanned <clears> the <throat> Luigi one, and now he's running around as Luigi, which is kind of great. Yeah, I need to I need to scan a bunch of uh, Jacob's Amiibo. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how many of them will work, but I, he's got like eight. So they all work to find uh, moons. Yep. But I think it's hilarious that they they the little machine refers. To, so I scanned the Bayonetta Amiibo. I was like, oh come on, put Mario in a Bayonetta outfit, and the the machine is just like, oh, it's that lovely Amiibo. <laughs> and then I scanned Shovel nice. Knight, and he's like, oh. That's the cool amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I um, what was I going to say it, well, it wouldn't let me use the amiibo for uh, hints when uh, when you're playing in two player. Oh wow, really? It, it it comes up and says you're not allowed to use amiibos for hints when you're playing in two player mode. Don't you're allowed that. to pay, you're allowed to pay the um, 
you're allowed to pay the hint toad, but you can't use an amiibo for it. Oh my god, that's so stupid. Uh, and I would like to point out that people are like, oh, I love these Nintendo games because they don't have microtransactions. They have fucking amiibos. You, you don't worse. have to. You get the costumes without the amiibos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But they have amiibos. And they're the worst. They do have amiibo. Yeah. So just. just uh, they're not the I love amiibos. They Fuck have, amiibos. They have... I hope they die. After they burn in fire. The designs they go away are forever. perfect. They're good quality. And yeah. kids I love them. I think the coolest. My, my, the two coolest amiibos that I think Jacob has are the. Um, the Bowser and the Donkey Kong that switch back and forth between Skylanders and Amiibos. Oh, yeah. My son has you got the a Donkey little, Kong you got a little, one. Yeah. You got a little thing on the bottom. You turn, and it switches back and forth. That stuff is cool. I, those I don't cool. care. I like I like my squishy Metroid Amiibo, too. It's the bomb. Nice. I, Jacob's um, uh, Jacob's got both Wooly Yoshi and... Um, what's the dog's name? Oh, Poochie? Those are his two favorites. Yeah, we have the we have the Yoshi one. It's pretty cool. Welcome, John. Hello. Did you break the ice there? I didn't also say yeah. welcome, Ryan, but I think everybody knows he's here at this point. Yeah, we've yeah, had yeah, conversations. Sure. Well, you you know you you guys were you guys were chatting away. I didn't want to interrupt. Do you have anything you want to add to the Mario Odyssey conversation while we're here, man? Well, I've only I've only really caught. Uh, a little bit of your conversation. Uh, I've just only just pop uh, come into the uh, uh, the conversation, but um, yeah, I've been playing a lot of it, and mm-hmm. um, that game is the best Mario game I've ever played. <laughs> cool. I'm really enjoying it. It's it's captured me more than any other. I mean, I've played 64 and I played Sunshine and um, uh, not Galaxy Two, but I did play the original Galaxy because that came out on the. Wii U, I think, at some point, and I played it then. Um, but there's something about um, the, the a variety of worlds, the um, the capability. I think is really quite cool. Bring something new to it, um, and it feels so great to play. It's it just you know his movement, the, the tricks that you can do with the cap, and I'm having a lot of fun exploring the worlds for the moons, and I'm. I'm it's stunning to the point where I bought it twice because I bought it once. Laura now won't give it up, so I've had to buy another copy so I can play it. So did you? Did you so, just accidentally make a play on words there? No. You called it a capability, like a capability. Get it? Uh, okay, no, 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 I didn't. I thought that you did that on purpose. I was giving you more no, credit. No, sorry. Yeah, I see you didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm, there's something about it. There is. It, it's again. It, it's so colourful. It's so cheerful. Um, I'm sure you may have already spoken about this already, and I'm not going to go into spoilers. But the New Donk City Festival, I almost melted. It was so awesome. Yeah, and that part's like, good. When you when, after the credits roll is my favorite part. Which I've we not won't. seen that. Okay, we the whole yeah. end sequence is good. Um, Again, I don't want to spoil it, but there's something, there's a little thing that happens right before the last section where, like, it's, oh, man, I want to talk about it. And then then, after you beat it, there's a new kingdom that opens up that almost makes me weep and cry inside. That that I know about, unfortunately, but I can see why it would. I just, and the thing is, I was kind of good because I had seen Laura play the New Donk Festival mission. Um, before playing it myself, but even then, it was like I just 
it, I got all warm and fuzzy inside, and it's yeah. such a love letter to every Mario fan, um, just in every poss- possible good way. And just wait until totally you beat the game. Yeah, wait. There's there's a little there's a little like cutscene that happens during the final boss fight that like I I want to play it back in slow motion. Oh wow! I'm sure I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, Ryan. But there's like a little yeah. little cutscene that plays, and like I want to play it in slow motion just so I can see all of it because it happens real fast. And I'm like, oh yeah. man! Yep. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I'm really really impressed. Um, I didn't think I would have this much fun, and it's one of those games where I'm not. I'm, I'm currently going through. I'm on the uh, the beach level, uh, beach mm-hmm. world. Um, I'm going to play this game to completion and then I'm going to go back and I think I'm going to try and get everything because it's every moon isn't just find a moon and there are some simple ones, but it's like there's something to do with it. You've got to do a task. You've got to think a little bit outside of the box in some cases and finding them all of them. <clears throat> Is going to be a oh, massive, massive task. Just wait. Yeah. When you beat it, it unlocks challenges. Like they call them yeah. achievements, which is hilarious. Yep. <laughs> and, and there are there are even more moons that populate in every yeah. world once you finish the game as well. Yeah. So uh, a lot. So for example, at the moment, I've got a list of moons. Like for example, I don't know that the first level is like sixty six moons. It increases that amount. Yeah. Yes. Oh wow. So yeah, I think that's probably best that I will. Not try and moon hunt too much while playing mm. the main part, and yeah. then go back because I'm going to go back anyway. I might as well go back when all of me and like for example, I've just while I've been talking, I've rested my controller. I'm on the beach. I have got Mario sunbathing with a little dog in a hat next to him. This game is adorable. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the the word that I would use to sum up Mario Odyssey is just delightful. Is the yeah, word I that, I, that just kept coming into my head? This is a jolly game to play, man. There's nothing that's you know big and fuzzy about it. Mm. You just play the game. You just have fun. And that's, that's a great thing. word. And that's, that's a great and word. That's to use. And I know that I've not been on for a few weeks, obviously. Um, and <clears> I, I've seen a few tweets. I know Ken gets incredibly aggravated and, and does like to go on Twitter occasionally. It's something that we're seeing less and less of. Um, you know, seeing all of these tweets about. Uh, Mario and how everyone's having a great time with it and they're smiling from ear to ear and they're discovering these secrets. I saw a, a video of a secret room within a secret room and it's like and it's such a refreshing change when all at the moment we're getting this hate for other consoles and this game's shit because of this and it's like there's nothing negative I've seen about Super Mario Odyssey and it's nice that everyone seems to be on the same page as refreshing. Hey, just wait. Just, uh, just, just dig a little. There's some, there's some articles. I about don't there. want. I'm sure there are. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm on the surface level here. I, I'm quite happy. Uh, it's bad enough, but this industry is in the stage it is in, and most of it's caused by people on the internet screaming and shouting. And it's this year has been amazing, and it continues to astound me at how good, how lucky we are as oh, a. Yeah. A gaming group of people, as regardless of your, your your platform preference, regardless of any of that, it has been an amazing year and continues to do so. Um, we've got the X just around the corner, which I'm super stoked for. I've got Assassin's Creed ready to go on because I want to see how that thing looks. Um, I might not, and I've heard relatively good things about that game, which I'm excited about. But um, it's 
it's so this year is going to go down in history of of this list, long list of games that were phenomenal, and we have been spoiled way more than we ought to be because most gamers on the internet are a bunch of entitled assholes who like to make their opinions known, even if they're stupid opinions. And we don't deserve this stuff. We don't. And it's nice that we've got it. And Speak I think for yourself. It a bit more. Speak for yourself. I deserve all these games, John. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. But yeah, so, I mean, again, I've, I, I probably, I haven't finished it yet, but I, I've sunk a few hours to it, and my God, am I so happy that this game exists. Yep, it's just another damn good game in a year of damn good games. Mm-hmm. Alright, Jay, anything else before we move on? Yeah, actually. Um, the game that I've been meaning to play, I think... Um, did did Dave talk about this on our usual email chain about Hidden Agenda at all? Or No, I, he he, I, I just gave it, it right? to him, what I want to say, like last week. Like, it took him a while to get over and get it. Um, so basically, Hidden Agenda is one of those new games that were premiered as one of the PlayLink games. And if you remember what PlayLink is, it is a game that you play using a phone uh, with uh, several other players. Well, and I can uh, say, just mm-hmm. quickly before I you know, keep quiet this, in regards to PlayLink, um, yeah. I know they've got that free one that they keep giving for free because no one's buying it uh, or no one's downloading it. Um, but are, are they missing a trick by not having Buzz on this? Buzz? How good, the, the How good trivia Buzz game? Be? Oh, oh. Uh, I know they've got Jackbox now, but that's yeah. not a trivia game. That's something different. Why is Buzz not a thing anymore? What are this that would, for this PlayLink? This would be perfect using your phone jack or controllers. Have it like maybe a, a free platform where you get maybe a I don't know five hundred questions, or, but then you can add on for smaller prices, at extra bolt-ons. That would be amazing. I, I think they will likely do that because PlayLink seems to have uh they did a little PlayLink showcase during the Paris thing, um Paris show, uh Sony show, they where they're talking about games like Erica and other games. And uh it makes sense because I think the reason that I was drawn to Hidden Agenda in particular is because I think we are particularly in um in a time where couch co op games or couch gaming in general is starting to like really die off. Because how many like split screen multiplayer games are there nowadays? Not not too many that's coming out in console, especially not like AAA. There's a bunch of indie stuff, sure, but nothing too high budgeted. And when I was, you see things like Cuphead, and they're kind of flagship, and you only see those every so often. You don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have like fighting games, and you have those like little platformer shooting games, you know. But uh, you don't see those too often either nowadays. So. Um, so basically, you you want to play those games? Like I, one of my fondest memory. I don't know about you guys, but uh, was playing Halo One, couch co-op from beginning to end with one of my friends, and that was like one of my like favorite gaming experiences of all time because I had never experienced a first-person shooter couch co-op before that time. So when it comes to that, you know, and also I want to introduce gaming to people that are more casual because I am the person that is most passionate about gaming among my um, circle of friends. So, you know, if that wasn't obvious already. So when I talk about games, like, they only play games, like, multiplayer games. So mostly, like, Blizzard. They'll play, like, you know, like, Destiny. Maybe maybe some kind of shooting multiplayer MMO, maybe. But when it comes to single-player games, they don't care. You know, they don't care at all. So I'm kind of... I have the responsibility to introduce these games. And, you know, they have girlfriends. Some of them have wives now. And they want to get involved, too. You know, when we're doing the kind of, like, we're hanging out, we're, we're at their house in a big house or whatever. There's, like, four or five of us. 
we want a game to play that'll be fun. And that's what drew me to Hidden Agenda, because this, I felt like, with the inclusion of the PlayLink, where you play with your phones, because everyone has a phone nowadays, so you can just download the app, you have the game put up, and just connect to the app uh, using your Wi-Fi connection. It's a pretty seamless process, we didn't have any issues whatsoever. And you basically just play the game, and you enter a name, and you just go. And this is made by the people that made Until Dawn, uh, super massive. And I think we all agree here that Until Dawn was actually, like, a hidden gem is actually much better than anyone expected it to be, right? Yes? Yeah, anyone absolutely. Yeah, did not play it. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, I, I don't know, I don't, like, you don't like scary stuff, right? I'm not a big horror movie or no. horror game guy. But I don't know. That one in particular might change your mind because it's just fun to play with other people. But the fact of the matter is, only one person is holding the controller while you're playing Until Dawn. And even though it's it's a fun kind of choose-your-own-adventure thing uh, that would be suitable for multiple players, it doesn't have that. But Hidden Agenda has the play link ability. So what you do is that you have a set amount of players and they have to have a majority choice for whatever they're trying to do. And sometimes you have a time limit on what you need to do, so you need to like make your choices quickly. And other times, you have to think deeply because it has to be majority. One person can't think the other thing, so they have to. You have to have like a discussion with your little group and say like, "Well, I, I think we should go with this uh, route because of X S X and X." You try to make an argument, and sometimes people are swayed the other direction. You know, if you can make a really good argument. So having those discussions while playing through those games, I thought was very interesting. And also, the game will often ask you, who amongst your group do you believe is the most trusting? And the, every person gets a vote, and they're able to vote in one person. And whoever gets the most vote gets the responsibility of making a really big, dramatic choice at times. And they're the only ones that can make the choice, because they were voted in as that particular person. Whether they're the most brave, the most trusting, or you know, most confident, or whatever, most cool under pressure... So, like, really, a lot of good and a lot of interesting elements being played there. And the issue that I have with this game in particular is that the overarching storyline isn't as strong or as interesting as it was in Until Dawn because it's made to be a bite-sized experience. We finished the game in about two hours and, like, ten minutes or something like that, which makes sense because you don't want to have, like, a seven, eight-hour thing you got to play in one burst. But what I wanted was, uh, I wanted like multiple scenarios. I didn't want just one thing that you can go through. Understandably, this game is cheap. I think it's like 20 bucks and you can pick it up. So it justifies the price range in that way. And a lot of, uh, a lot of different possibilities and the way things can turn out. I will tell you that there are quick time events in this game and they don't really belong in this game. Because what you do is that you hold down... You know, you touch your phone and you have to kind of swipe it in directions and you have to follow your little cursor to where it needs to go and then kind of go into like this box in order to do these uh, quick time events. And a lot of these quick time events are very fast. And given that this is a game that's supposed to be more, uh, I guess, uh, I guess it's supposed to be welcoming to casuals, they're not going to have the fastest response time when it comes to quick time events. And if you need like the majority of people to go into a square within like two seconds or in you know, a one second, you're gonna you're more likely to fail that event. And failing some of those quick time events can literally just end your game at some, at, at some times or have some dramatic, uh, dramatic pushbacks. The way our playthrough ended is that we solved the crime. We know who the criminal is. He's gonna get caught because of all the investigation we did. 
But because we fucked up on the last QuickTime event, we were killed. And that felt very unsatisfying. Because, yeah, like, you know, me and my friend were able to get on the thing, but, like, the the girlfriends and the wives, like, they they barely knew what was going on when the QuickTime was happening, so they didn't get there. So we didn't have the majority to do the QuickTime event right, and that got us the, the really unsatisfying ending. So tone down the QuickTime events, go harder on the decision-making, and I think this can be really great for, like, parties and gatherings between groups. I think uh, I think PlayLink has some real potential if they continue to perfect the, te- the technology as well as its application in the right sort of games. So, yeah, that's my opinion of Hidden Agenda. But if you do uh, find yourself in a position where, like, four or five of people, you know, gathering up constantly and you're interested in, like, a new experience, give that a try. It's not, it's not very expensive, like I said, so it doesn't take much. I've also been playing... The the last bit of Dot Hack GU that I'm I'm willing to play before I need to write the review because this is a collect this is a collection of three games which of each one of those are thirty hours each and then there's one more that's completely new and I played through the the whole of the first game to make sure everything is good I'm not gonna play through the other two games but I will play through well I'm on I'm near the end of the stretch of the fourth game. How long so is after, the fourth game? Is it like a full-on game, or is it just like no, a no, no? It's um, it's much shorter, and they get they have actually a good explanation to that because the world that they're in, this game that they're living in, is actually getting shut down. Gotcha. And you're kind of logging in for the last time to tie up some loose ends, and there's some really satisfying revelations. And uh, but the thing is, even though they upgraded a lot of the cinematic visuals to mark the occasion of this being a brand new episode. It still uses the old PS2 game engine, like obviously resolution up and with some refinements. So don't expect like a brand new combat engine or anything like that. It's still the same game, just more content with some really fancy looking cinematics. But uh, I've, I've been really impressed with this collection. I think if we're going to do an anniversary collection, a 15 year anniversary of that hack, you want to do your series justice that you have a lot of respect and pride for then you do it like this. You, you put it on multiple platforms. You do the best you can with up uh, resing resolution. You unlock the frame rate so people can go crazy. And you put in all the possible content you can. You can just like muster in there, just all the extra content and everything. So whether you're playing this game for, for the first time and discovering it, or you beat all the original games like I have and you want to see how the real story concludes, this is an excellent purchase in my book. So looking forward to writing the review of that. Uh, hopefully tonight or maybe tomorrow, depending on how much of the, the final episode, because I need to beat that before I can write the review for sure. But uh, yeah, that's it for me. All right. So we'll move on. Wombat, you got other things to chit-chat about? Um, Do a little yeah, chat-chitting. Oh, chat cheating. Um, yeah, I mean most uh, most of what I played this week we've already talked about. Um, I did play a decent amount more of uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, um, which is really good. I'm excited Still. to get back into In- that on Tuesday. <laughs> continues to be very good. The um, I'm really digging the, sort of the direction that the story's going. Um, and um, I'm starting to get a sense of how big everything is. Um, Ken, I don't know, did you make it... Um, so this isn't really a spoiler. You know the, the city that you start in? Mm-hmm. Did you make it past there? Yeah, I'm in the next city. Okay, 
So, um, it did, did it blow your mind as much as it blew my mind once the map opens up and you see how many areas there are? Yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah, like, that was the same way I felt. I was like, I was like, oh, you know, that's I, I, because the game, the, the game jukes you. Um, because, like I said, like I mentioned last week, you start with one of your assassination targets already, like, you're in the process of killing him when the game starts. That's not a spoiler, it's two seconds into the game. Um, so it, like, it fakes you out, and it makes you think that it's shorter than it is, and then you get past the first area, and it's like, everything that was sort of grayed out and sort of mysterious before, you see all the different sort of provinces or whatever they are and it's it's almost overwhelming um because there's so much stuff to do in each one like um each one is packed full of stuff to do so um it's uh it's almost a little um overwhelming yeah but it's not like unity overwhelming where it was a bunch of dots that most of them no. were, were really useless. Yeah, I feel like they do a good job of drip feeding you stuff in this game um, versus overwhelming you with stuff to do. Is it is it content worth doing, though, Ryan? Because it feels like is it like oh, there's a hundred feathers you can collect, and they do something at the so, end. So um, there there are collectibles, but they're different this time. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the ones I've seen so far, they're more like um, okay, here's a certain. Um, temple for example and this temple has a scroll hidden in it somewhere and you need to find it um and then once you find it it might be a puzzle that sort of gives you a clue about where some treasure might be um there's no at least not that i've seen no like feathers to collect or anything like that so when you're when you're collecting these items and when you're doing these side activities do you feel they're worthwhile to do or do they feel like busy work so far, I feel like the side quests have been really good and okay. um, have been not um, – so this is going to sound a little pompous and I admit it. Um, side quests are tough for me post-Witcher because all the side quests <laughs> in The Witcher were so good and they all had such good stories uh, attached yeah. to them. Um, but the um, – so they're, they're, not, they're not at that level. But they do feel. I think the best thing about them is they feel very grounded in Bayek's character. Um, like I can believe that if he came across somebody in this situation, he would he would do the quest to help them. Uh, like it just seems very. It's very grounded in his character. He's a very um, honorable, spiritual kind of character. Um, the kind of guy who, uh, you know, has has been driven to the place that he is. Um, so the they're very the, the side quests I think are very um, very well representative of his character in general. Um, but it, you know, it's a lot of um, uh, hey, you know, this guy we think this guy stole something. Clear his name. And then uh, you might have to go rescue the guy and then carry him out of a, an area where he's in danger and then also go kill somebody else who has what he was supposed to have stolen and then take it back and clear his name. So, they're, you know, functionally they're not that special, but they, uh, they do seem to connect to the story pretty well, I think. Okay, and uh, are the rewards that you're getting, because 
the loot system, I imagine, kind of negates a lot of the rewards that you get because you would constantly be getting stuff that's better. No? Um, it, it, actually, I don't... So, I am at a point now... I'm, uh, I'm level 12, getting ready to be level 13. And I have, I have now, as of the last level or so, found weapons that were good enough to replace the stuff that I got with my pre-order bonus. Um, God, that took a while then, okay. Yeah. Um, the, the, the pre-order, or not the pre-order bonus, sorry, the, um, the, the deluxe edition content. The stuff that you pay extra for. Um, it gives you a good uh, boost at the beginning. Um, but now, you know, I'm getting, you get a lot of loot and I feel like, um, if you're just looking at the DPS, it's pro- you're probably not getting as much, um, that's an upgrade to what you're using all the time. Mm. But the thing about it is they don't just have DPS, right? Some of them have more critical hit damage. Some of them have a higher critical hit rate. Some of them regenerate your adrenaline, which you use to do like your special moves or whatever, some of them have bleeding on hit. Some of them have poison on hit. Um, so um, they you, you got to kind of pick your play style and um, find things that work to it well. Like the, the maces all have combo multipliers attached to them, um, which makes it easier to combo and gives you extra um, points when you combo or experience when you combo. So... Um, you know, there's there's some there's some cool stuff to the weapons if you if you play around with them, and it's it's definitely like a um, it's almost funny how stat heavy it is for a resident or for a for a Resident Evil game, <laughs> for an Assassin's Creed game, um, because like um, at the bottom of the at the bottom of the screen when you're in your gear menu, it'll tell you. Um, this is what your this is what your ranged damage is for your B weapon and for your A weapon, and this is what your melee damage is for your A weapon and your B weapon, and this is what your health is, and this is how much damage your hidden blade does. And um, the crafting system is very um, simplistic. Um, you basically you have um, like six different things that you can craft that you gather materials for. And, you know, one of them will increase how many tools you can carry. One of them will increase your health. One of them increases how much melee damage you do. One of them increases how much ranged damage you do, how many arrows you can carry, um, stuff like that. So um, the the crafting feels like it makes a difference without feeling like you've got a, um, uh, what do you call it? I'm trying to think of how to describe it without feeling like you have to um, keep up with a giant list of things that you could possibly craft. Okay, so it's not too overwhelming is what you're no, saying, right? No, not That's at all. Good. It's really no, streamlined, it's too, in the menus. Very streamlined. Yep, yeah, the menus. The menu system works really well. Um, I, haven't, I haven't had any situation yet where I'm like, oh, God, this is awful. Um, one of the really cool things is that when you're riding on a, a mount, um, you can press the B button to make your mount just follow the road to the objective. Um, and uh, Or not the B button, sorry, the X button on uh, PlayStation. Um, so A button on Xbox. Um, B button on Switch. I've been, yeah, I was going to say, can you tell <laughs> I've been playing the Switch a lot? Um, but you can you can make your, your horse or your camel or whatever you're riding follow the road to your objective. And while you do that, 
you can uh, you can control Senu, your uh, hawk, and um, he flies above you. She and can or she, sorry, flies above you, and you can you can pick out enemies and uh, find hidden treasure and stuff like that while you're flying. I like I, I like that she can be upgraded to antagonize enemies. Yep, which is really cool. And actually, she um, a couple times has really helped me out because I've been trying to hunt um, for um, uh, leather or something to do a crafting upgrade. And I start sneaking up on a uh, deer. And the next thing you know, she just comes flying out of the sky and drills this deer and kills it um, before I can even get to it. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that saves me from having to chase this thing down. That bird is the uh, best. The bird is awesome. And uh, she serves actually a very valuable um, function in the game because a lot of the quests will say, um, hey, you need to find this person. And when you get close, the game will give you a little um, tooltip, basically, and say, um, your objective is near, call Senu for help. And you hit the button, and it kicks you into the, the eagle. I think I called it a hawk, but I think it's an eagle. Um, kicks you into the eagle when you're flying around, and um, it gives you a little yellow circle. And the tighter the yellow circle is, that's where your objective is, and then it'll mark it for you so that you know where to go. Um, the origins so of eagle vision. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's it's the yeah, it's this game's version of of eagle vision. Um, there is a like an animus pulse feature where if you hold up, it like sends out a pulse and it'll tell you where everything is, like collectibles and stuff. When I say collectibles, I mean loot. Um, but I, I don't use it very often, to be honest. There are some cool outfits, by the way. Uh, but I still haven't fi- found anything yet that I like better than the um, uh, the pre-order outfit. Is it the Cobra the pre- one? Yeah, yeah, it's like I, snake skin. I'm still it's wearing like a cobra's do you, head. Do you do hood up or hood down? I do hood up. Yeah, me too. That unless co- I'm like, cobra head's awesome. Yeah, I do hood up unless I'm um, unless I'm just like walking around town talking to people. Then I usually do hood down because I figure it'd be kind of weird to be wish, walking around hood up when you're talking to people. I wish they had a button you could take it on and off instead of having to go into the menu to do it. Instead of having to go into the gear menu. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But um, I, what I wish is that Hood Up would give you, and maybe it does, and I just don't know. Um, I wish Hood Up would give you like a sneak bonus or something. Um, but anyway, the uh, it's it's a very good game, and um, uh, seems to be very long. Uh, but I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm excited and, to dive fully into it on Tuesday for sure. And then, uh, other than that. Um, Really, all I've played is um, my uh, my son and I played some uh, Street Fighter Four this morning. I'm sorry. Uh, Interesting. That, oh I wait, you said even, four, not five. Yeah, I didn't even realize that I had it on <laughs> Xbox One. Oh yeah, it's uh, backward compatible. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I just kind of like opened up my games list, and there it was. And I'm like, I didn't buy that. Um, it was so free on Games with Gold at one point. Okay, maybe that's how I got it. Yeah. Um. And uh, so we played a little bit of that this morning. Are you, are you at the point of your life where your son is kicking your ass yet, man? No, but um, I play on 25% handicap, so I've only got 25% of my health. Um, okay. But uh, but he did he did learn how to do a Hadouken, uh, and uh, that was a proud moment for me. <laughs> uh, Very nice. To, um, uh, and then we tr- we tried to play Knights into Dreams because that's backwards or that's um, on the Xbox Gold. 
Yeah, that this game month. is hard to play now. That game has aged horribly. Yeah, first game to use analog controls on the Sega Saturn. Yep, it has aged miserably. It's, so a, beautiful, I don't... it's a beautiful memory, not a great game to play today. Yes, agreed. Agreed. So um, that's really it. Uh, and then I'm going to be in San Antonio all week, so I probably won't be playing much of anything. Oh, well, well there you go. Well, John's been quiet, so let's yes. see if he's played anything that we haven't already discussed. Oh, I'm sure I have. Uh, so, obviously, Mario, which we've spoken about, uh, also played and finished South Park. Oh, oh you finished oh. it. Yeah. Nice. Yes. That game is really, really good. It's long it's, as shit, um, too. It's 20 hours or so. Yeah, that's, but, I mean, that's a long, that's a long time to spend with those kids in one, one hour. I, I guess... I guess so. I mean, the first one I'd kind of finished in preparation for this, and that was about 12 hours, not doing the side quest because fuck Al Gore. Um, but <laughs> okay. that is that is just the worst side mission that is. That I is don't terrible. know. I don't know. Did you did you fight Morgan Freeman? Um, yes, and I beat him. Oh, man, you're the man. He's a... Uh, mm. Yeah, that was the last thing I did. Uh, so I'd done the whole story mission, and then I'd got as high as uh, uh, DNA strands that I was going to get, and you know the, the things that increase your might level. Um, and I, I picked the team that I thought would be the best using the powers, um, and I managed to scrape through just Did using I... a lot of healing, a lot of bleeding, and uh, uh, burning attacks. And it's that's a real test. Did he? Did he get busy dying? Yeah, busy dying. Um, no, he just he doesn't die. It's Morgan Freeman. I know. I know. Um, but it, yeah, that game and how because it is a, a very light tactical RPG. The tactical element's very light. Um, it still adds a little something to the the combat, makes it more interesting. Um, but what makes it stand out is the abilities that you can get, which you'll unlock as uh, the story progresses. Um, I do love the origin story whole part of that. I just think it's hilarious. Um, and <laughs> your dad fucked your mom. Fucked your mom. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, so good. Um, oh, I've shit. Been, uh, but I like the fact that you can chop and change. It doesn't matter. You don't have to pick a class and that's it. You can chop and change from all of the classes if you want. I just wish, I just wish you could have more. Than, yeah, I wish you could have more than, what is it, three or four? At a uh, time, three and then an ultimate. Yeah, yeah it's, this seems so limited considering how many powers yeah. there are in that game. But I guess the whole point is that you, the idea being, you pick the powers that one that you feel do the best job, but also complement the team that you generally have, and because they've all got their own different types of attack and they have their own uh, areas of effect. And if you, you know, don't, if you don't take Jimmy in your party, you, you fuck up. Jimmy's brilliant. Yes, and the fact that. <laughs> his, his ultimate is also pretty damn good. Yeah, it's it, and there were again we talked about Mario and how um, I've been playing with a smile on the face. I I think that's the same with South Park. There, um, I know that they're kind of recycled gags, and I, I guess if you've been watching South Park for nineteen years, which I haven't, or twenty years, however many it is now, some of this may feel a little stale. But even coming off of the stick of truth, I still enjoyed the gags. I thought they were funny. I liked the take on it. I love the the villain of the piece. I think it's brilliant. Um, the fart powers are a lot 
not one they're a lot easier to to use but two they do some cool cool things uh with it uh it's a it's a whole lot of fun and it's a game depending on what actually comes out i may actually get the season pass if it adds more story content another four to five hours worth of gameplay i will be ready when that ever whenever that comes out to go back into south park and and have some fun um but yeah, it's. I think if you're a fan of South Park, it's a no-brainer. You should you should definitely play it. Um, I don't know how well it's done sales-wise. I know it's coming out at a difficult time, but I it's it's thoroughly enjoyable. It really is, and it's funny as fuck. It's great. Um, I've also uh, been playing a game called uh, Megaton Rainfall. Oh yeah, we talked a little bit about that game. Oh, uh, have you any of you guys played it? Yeah, me and Drew played it. Yeah, shit, man. Yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> um, but I, yeah. play means I I booted it up and played it for like five minutes and said, Woof, not yeah, for me." Yeah, no, that game is not not good. I didn't even know you were here, Drew. Yes, I'm here. He's been sleeping. Wow. Everybody's oh, okay. been talking about things I have not seen or played, wow. so I Hi, have Drew. no hello. I mean, you can still um, ask questions, Drew. Is like the I thing don't you can care do. About Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound um, like I care that much. You should Assassin's care about Creed. this one. You should. I should have cared about the one that took place in London, and I didn't care about it. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah, it was, that was good, good, but that's good it's for Assassin's Creed fans. Like this one's just a good ass video game. That's pretty good. So, so that- would you say Origins is the game I should play if I picked one? Period. Either that or yeah, Black I'd Flag, so. one of those two. Yeah, Black Flags. Black Flags really good. I have Black Flag. I've just sh- never booted it you up. You should play. Bla- oh, if you own it already, you should play that game. It's really good. It's it so free, good, didn't we? On Xbox Games for Gold. Yeah, it was free, I believe. Yeah, I've got it somewhere. I just you should, you know. should play it. You should play that it's game. So good. So yeah. Uh, the review's up on the site, I think. Uh, that went live a few days ago. Um, yeah. It's a shame, because <laughs> the, the idea of a, a first-person superhero game, which is what they're touting this as, um, seems cool. You know, you get your third-person action games, and we, you know, superhero games especially, you know, we've had a few good ones uh, in the past. and But the idea of a first-person where you, you know, it's all nipper and being is, Awesome. Sounds great, but it just... Again, I'm not sure how much they've played, but, like, straight away, the, the, the six dimensions you have, or six directional directions you now have to work in uh, for a first-person shooter makes it a lot more cumbersome. So unlike a normal first-person shooter where you're just up, down, left, and right, you've, um, for, you know, looking up, down, left, and right, you've now got to move up and down in the three-dimensional space. And that takes some getting used to. But it's tied with this mechanic where the the old idea is that aliens have invaded Earth and they are after these things called xenospheres, which are these orbs that contain an immense amount of power and they're trying to find these. You are created by this being or this god. It's, it's only got a voice. It's, it's like a faceless being that you talk, talks to you in between missions. And you're created by him to deal with them. And instead of having a health bar, because you're a superhero and you are indestructible almost, um, that your health is the health of the city. 
as in Superman Returns for the 360. That, that's a good game to take some gameplay elements. Yeah. That's a terrific um, idea. And <sighs> so the idea is, is the aliens come down, it directs you towards them um, uh, by a little pointer on the map, and you go over there, and they have different forms, but they all have like a red dot or a red light, either in the front and the back on the side, and you shoot the red dot and it destroys them. You're meant to do it before they start abducting the humans and killing them, because as they do that, you your health of the city goes down. It's very finicky and it's very, very difficult to hit a precise shot when you're moving in three dimensions. Now, add that to the fact that if you miss a shot, you destroy humans, killing, basically injuring yourself. And it becomes a very frustrating experience. Now, there's most of the levels uh, I had to play twice because I just couldn't do them the first time. Uh, It's just boring it's there's some really cool elements to it there's some sections where um or there's some themes like uh, about humanity and um our place in the universe and they seem quite good but it just it's it's just a dull video game and it's not a lot of fun which it should be you know your attacks are slow uh your superpowers are on a timer which i can understand for a game but it it doesn't make you feel like a superhero um, you get the ability to, well, straight away you get the ability to fly because you cannot land on the ground. You are always flying. Uh, uh, one of the earlier missions, you get the ability to do supersonic flight, and it says, "Oh, your omnipotent voice can, says, oh, you now can travel the universe in a blink of an eye.'" And so it allows you to travel out into other planets. But there's nothing there. It's just a hide and seek for other orbs and other collectibles. It's it's. There's nothing there. Don't expect like there to be other missions on other planets. It's not it's all. It's really all set on Earth. Um, and oddly, the sense of speed that that gives you, this supersonic flight, it's it's like the Windows ninety eight star screensaver. It's like you get so slow. You don't feel like you're moving. You don't feel empowered. And that's its biggest, I think, the biggest problem. Um, and VR made me vomit. It was horrible. Um, it's really not a good fit for this type of game. VR, because it's got a VR mode, it's no extra cost, obviously. And it's um, uh, it's controller-enabled. You don't use moves, so it's quite cool uh, in the, that fact. But, but they don't adjust any of the movement. And as a lot of developers are just discovering they have to find different ways for you to move because people get motion sickness and this doesn't so you're flying around in a 300 or three uh, three dimensional space and your brain is all over the place and it made me feel really really ill that game is not right do you recommend do you recommend picking this game up no Don't pick well, it up. Well, what I got from this uh, whole thing is that Superman Returns has some great ideas, and I think more new games should use a lot of the gameplay elements. Is, is what Absolutely, you're that game. Yeah. Was, yeah. I, I think that's a takeaway from this conversation. Yeah, great. Superman yeah. Returns on 360. Well oh man, that was that was uh, that was. I was so good. And if the rumors are to believe, be believed about Rocksteady, I don't think they are. I can't imagine how they're going to solve that problem if they are making a Superman game because that was the thing. You've got a 
a very powerful being where whose only weaknesses are kryptonite and magic. And I'm not sure. And I, I, I guess the idea of having the city be there, but I can see where they were coming from on, on, on Superman Returns just doesn't work. It just, it doesn't make you feel invested because as you as a player, you're invested in the character that you're playing. And with something like Superman Returns, you're Superman. So you've got all of these abilities. And just by not having him have a health bar in that sort of sense, it, you, you don't feel that sense of urgency or um, connection to the to the, the damage that you're taking, if you see what I mean. Just nuke them all. Just nuke them all. Yeah. Use your laser like eyes. Man. Just, just, just uninstall the game. It's for the best. Yeah, yeah, I did. That's what I did. Um, I deleted it immediately. Mm. Um, I've also I've been playing another game for the Switch. Um, it's a weird game. It's called Spelunker, Spelunker Party. Spelunker Party. Uh, yeah, Spelunker Party. Um, I the one thing I take away from straight away from playing this game is that it is or was originally meant for the Wii U. Because the characters are all very me-like, as in you were probably meant to import your me character in. I thought you meant they were British. No, not me. Not me, me. (laughs) Me. 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 As my son calls them, M.I.I.s. M.I.I. M.I.I.-like. He's he's on the right track for that. Um, So they're very designed in that similar way so it makes me think oh okay so this was maybe originally meant for the wii u suddenly the switch has done incredibly well they had probably work on this was maybe able to do something i don't know uh, but the idea is is that you've got these set of levels and you can play it on your own with up to four people and they're caves that you go in you have to uh, jump over obstacles go down ropes find keys and items and cash and artifacts and then get out to the end of the level um which is fine but it's really finicky with the controls. So, for example, if you fall more than... So, for example, you've got a rope leading to the ground. If you don't drop off the rope at the bottom of the rope, maybe like a centimetre higher, you die. Sweet. If you miss, a, you miss a jump by a fraction, you die. If you miss a rope by a fraction, you die. It's very stiff. It's the very... dark souls of spelunker parties. Yeah, of course. Um, and it's just... it That's a real frustrating bit, because it could be quite cool as a, like, a little collect-a-thon, especially if you've got more people playing, you know, get some friends around, get some joy cons and some crawls. I can only imagine people who don't play video games would play that for two minutes and think video games are shit and not touch another one, because if that's the level of quality that is on the Switch. It's real. You know, the idea is you get friends around and have, much like the, the, the PlayLink stuff, getting friends together for a bit of couch co-op, that they wouldn't return for this. They really wouldn't. It was. It's just so unforgiving. It's inch perfect for, for a lot of the stuff that you're having to do because you've got a timer that's running out. You've got, in some cases, boulders that are following you that you're having to outrun. And... I've been playing games a lot, lot, lot of years. I've played a lot of platformers for a lot of years. And even I, on some of the earliest levels, are, are dying by mistiming a jump or something like that. Stuff that should be second nature because it has to be so exact. And because they move in such a weird, stifled way, 
it makes it almost impossible to play it for and get any enjoyment out of. So again, that's that's a bit of a, a little bit of a stinker. Luckily, the Switch has got plenty of other stuff going for it. <clears throat> what else is going on, John? I know there's a game you're waiting to get to. Am I? What am I waiting to get to? <laughs> really? Really? What have I, pl- what have I played? Call it, call it. Oh, Call of Duty. <laughs> is, um, is that memorable, John? Wow. Yeah. Okay, Smashing. So grab, grab some popcorn, boys and girls. Um, let me tell you a taught story about World War Two. Um, there were loot boxes. Uh, okay, so I, uh, I've had a bit of a weird experience with this over the weekend, as. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, I've had a few tweets about it. I've not played a huge amount of the single player. What I have played is a bit dull. i played a couple of missions. Not really. I really enjoyed last year's Infinite Warfare. Uh, I really enjoyed the pace of the story, the characters. Um, it's not co- kind of clicking with me as much. Now, maybe that will change as I play some all missions. I'm not really here to talk about that. Um, I'm here to talk about the multiplayer. Uh, which normally is fine. Um, it's very rare, I think, that COD have a, a problematic launch. You'll get a few laggy issues and some server errors here and there. But normally, <clears throat> or from as far back as I can remember, even on launch day, it's been generally okay and certainly serviceable. I was playing yesterday with a friend, and for two hours we played three matches in two i just had enough i said i can't do this anymore what was happening is that we were <clears throat> you get loaded into your um your your um, headquarters which is meant to be populated with various other players there's not you're on your own because the servers are broken so you're on your own if you manage to invite a friend in and they can get it to actually load and get in they will appear in your headquarters from there you go and you can play your games and we were waiting maybe four or five minutes to find a game. Bear in mind, this is launch weekend. Um, it was often, say, 50 games are available, uh, like you know, suitable. It would go up to 50, and then nothing. Um, eventually, you would get into a game. If you were lucky enough and didn't get kicked from that game and completed it, you would then go out to the scorecard screen. After that, you meant to go to the XP screen, and then into the lobby. Well, it would hang on the scorecard screen. It would then kick us into the lobby without you being able to check your XP. Luckily, you still got your XP for doing the match. And then it would hang for another 10 minutes and then kicked us out. Then we had to restart the game and go back in and do it all over again. And in some cases, for a six-minute match. Did you uh, look up whether this is a common occurrence or maybe something It's very okay. common. Gotcha. It is a problem. And Activision have come out, well, not Activision, but Call of Duty have come out, and uh, I guess Sledgehammer's uh, come out as well, and they've said they're, they're working on the doing updates, things like that. Um, it was incredibly frustrating and not something you would expect to see from a title as, as big and as popular as Call of Duty. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that it, launch day week and, and things, or launch weekends, can be troublesome, but this is Call of Duty. They've mostly got it right 
most years. Normally Christmas they have a problem with. I remember uh, Christmas after Modern Warfare 2 came out. That was a problem because everyone was getting Xbox 360s and that was the packing game and everyone was playing it. Um, I've never really seen a launch like this. After Destiny launched relatively smoothly uh, when it came to server loads, I thought this was going to be a surefire hit. And they had a beta, for God's sake. What's a beta for? I don't know, to test server loads. So pre-order. Yeah, of course it is. Um, the, the real shame is it's bloody awesome. When you get into a game, it is, I'm having a lot of fun taking away all of the sci-fi elements and the super fancy guns and going back to the, finger quotes, boots on the ground actually I think is a refreshing change for Call of Duty and it's the maps are really really nice uh, the war mode is a hell of a lot of fun and it's again it's I don't play it all year round me three other friends we buy it we play it for a month or two generally up to Christmas we have a lot of fun and then we put it away and maybe dip in occasionally um, and war is it's great we were having fun and it's such a letdown that as I say we are getting three games in two hours. Man, that sounds like a lot of what uh, the same problem I had with Battlefield 4 when me and my friend picked it up at the same time thinking that this was the game that we we're going to play mm. a lot of and then that game had some of the worst Mandatorious. launch problems. Yeah, yeah. Had some very and, and again, you don't expect that from a big company like EA yeah, from a, yeah. a flagship title. You, like you never see that in Call of Duty anymore. But this is Call of mm-hmm. Duty. And That's surprising. Like, it is. And it's... And it's frustrating. And the th- what will happen is I'm sure they will fix it. I'm sure if I go on tonight, maybe I'll get a game or two and hopefully it won't be as bad. But you're going to get a lot of people really pissed and just say, I'm, it's not bothering I'll go elsewhere because there are a lot of other shooters and go to. Battlefield 1 was incredibly popular. Um, you've got Battlefront on the way. Um, you've got Overwatch obviously continuing to, to go strong. There are, then it's not the only first person shooter out there anymore that is of, uh, or expected certain level of quality. I, I truly wonder if we have long gone past the, the peak prime of that game and it's only going to go downhill from of, here. Uh, of Call um, of Duty in general? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. We'll see. I, uh, I feel, I feel like we say that every year though. Yeah, yeah. we do. It's, it's but but the sales have, you know, I think back, was it Black Ops 2 was its peak, and it's the sales have slowly, it still sells gangbusters, but it's slowly decreasing. Um, these sort of things don't help. And I'm sure Sochamera are doing everything they can to get those kind of things fixed, but it does leave a bad taste in your mouth, especially when the, the multiplayer gameplay that I've experienced has been fun. Um, yeah. I, again, I thought Infinite Warfare was great. I thought the, the multiplayer was okay on that. Um, I s- certainly didn't have a lot of fun with Ghosts or um, what was the other futurish one? Advanced Warfare, I didn't enjoy those hugely. And Black Ops, I didn't enjoy either. This is, this I've been having fun with when I can get a game. And it's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, real talk, I was actually considering getting this one. Because, yeah, you might want to hold off. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no, now that I've heard this, but um, World War Two. Is I, I find that you know the history of that fascinating. Yeah, um, and again, it's it's. I mean, I, I, you've still got the. Uh, if we take away the 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 loot boxes stuff, which I think is a little bit distasteful, but it's, it's the way things are now. It doesn't really matter that much. Um, if you take that away, 
what you've got is that a kind of original feel. It, it feels like something like World at War. The guns, you know, the grand and all of that, the, the sound effects. And it looks, if you're on a pro, it looks amazing. Um, I I think if they fix it, I think it's definitely worth picking up, especially if you're like a, a good Molly player. And I know that you used to play a lot of COD as well, uh, Drew. Yeah. I think when they fix that, it's probably worth going to. But at the moment, uh, it's hard for me to say, yeah, go out and get it, because who knows how long it'll take to, to really get it fixed. You don't want a situation like Battlefield, for as unlikely as that is, where that game is broken on a fundamental level and takes months to get fixed. But we do see it happen, you know, with things like Battlefield, or with the Halo collection and all of those sort of things, where they never really ever get fixed. Now, it would be ridiculous if that happened with Call of Duty, but who knows? Hmm. All right. Uh, Old old fire. Anything else before we move on? We're running deep. No, nothing worth uh, nothing worthwhile talking about. I don't think. Alright, uh, I'll wrap it up real quick. Uh, just one comment about Call of Duty. I am playing the campaign first because that's what I always do. Um, mm-hmm. It's very interesting to try to get you back to used to health uh, health packs. <gasps> oh yes, that was a weird thing. Yes, I found that odd. Um, no regenerating health because obviously they didn't have that in the 1940s. Um, well, they don't have it now. They don't have it now, <laughs> or in the next joke. 20 years. That was, that was, I think that was a joke, guys. That was a joke. Um, yeah, that was also super strange. I that t- definitely took some getting used to. Yeah, and that was that was my biggest takeaway from the single player. Is like when it kept popping up on the screen, like you should probably use a health pack. I'm like, what? I no. This is Even Call, Call of Duty Two didn't have. Health packs. Yeah, like I no, I don't no no. Just regenerate my health like a video, like a good video game should. Yes. Yeah. Really. Mhm. Regenerating yep. health. Do you guys like regenerating health that much? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's. I, it's a, I, one I, 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 I think it's think boring. It. I think it kills the pacing in a lot of ways. Because what do you do when you need to regenerate him? Duck undercover. Wait a few seconds. Oh, you just got picked off again. Up. Oh, duck undercover. Wait a few seconds again. That's what I do in real life. Yeah, me too. The pro- I think the <laughs> yeah, problem- that's how that's how that's how it really goes in real life. I think the big uh, problem that I had with the, the the health pack thing is that unlike, say, uh, example, Wolfenstein, I know you have health packs in that sense, but you pick it up, you health, you healed. Um, with this, you actually have to go through an animation that's actually quite long uh, to heal up, and in between that time, I've been shot and killed. Well, I mean that that sounds like it's a risk you're taking to heal, like you know you would do in like Monster Hunter or Dark Souls, where you well, have to take some time in order to heal up. Sounds well, like it's it, but how is it? I guess my question here is, you're like, well, it's boring to just duck behind cover and regenerate your health. Well, in this game, you just duck behind cover and press a button, so it's essentially the same act, the same action. No, no, no. That also implies that there's a limited amount of health supplies that you can get, right? So that means well, you no, you can just careful. you can just ask your squad mate for one, which is another button press. Well, then it's poorly implemented. Then and you have to wait. It's quite funny because I I had that happen where he said uh, it wasn't with the health pack, but uh, one of your other buddies can um, throw you ammunition, and I was running a bit low, so I was in a firefight and I uh, pressed the button to do that, and he didn't throw me anything until after the firefight, and then from halfway across the map. Uh, a, a pack of ammo just going ping in my hand. It was like really weird. Yeah, they had that back in 1940s. Just saying. Absolutely. Well, uh, you can think about it in a way where it kind of builds camaraderie between characters. If you remember Bioshock Infinite, who was that? The what was the lady girl Elizabeth. character? The Elizabeth. Lady, Elizabeth, right? the lady girl. Elizabeth would throw throw stuff at you like health and like 
salts and stuff like that that you would need uh, during like crucial times. And that felt good because it felt like we were a team. We we're helping each other out. So it can build, a, you know, you can build a connection between characters. I think that's that's good if implemented correctly. But it's Call of Duty. I doubt there isn't you know, too much thought behind that, to be frank. So I don't know. I haven't played it yet, so I don't know how well it's implemented. But what I mean is that I don't think regenerating health is always better. I think depending on how you use it, I think it can be much worse than just picking up health on the on the ground uh, and just using um, it because there's only so much things you can get. But we should I, I yeah, think it depends sure. on what the game's going for. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly what I'm talking about, right? It's a very different case by case scenario, but uh, I've seen it in both cases. Uh, well. Where certain games kind of threw in regenerating health because Halo did it, and Halo was the biggest first-person shooter at the time. So, oh, everyone's got to follow the leader. And then they implemented it in games that made it feel like it kind of cut the pacing. Where for Halo, because you have the shield and then you have the health. So it kind of has this like double shielding, double regeneration thing going on. And the fact that shield would regenerate makes a lot more stealth than just regular-ass health. <clears throat> so, yeah. But no, I haven't played a ton of it because it's another game that we got super late, so I'm just going to wait till Tuesday because it looks good on on the Xbox One, but I hear it looks sublime. Ken's just not playing any more games till Tuesday is what we're learning. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> Except for Overwatch, I just keep playing Yeah, Overwatch. yeah, sure. Although I do But play. that one also has a pass for Xbox One X, too, right? Uh, no, they haven't announced one yet. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. I mean, the game already runs at 60, and it looks really yeah, good. Yeah, but so. it could always look better. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I hope it gets I meant, I meant in this last week before we... Um, before we got on this show again, I meant to boot up The Witcher 3 because I heard it got a, a PS4 Pro patch. It did, it yes. Did. It did. Uh, and I haven't, uh, I haven't booted it up since. They said, uh, so I they need said to boot it up and check it out. They said their X patch has got the game running at a native 4K, and I cannot wait to see that. Mm. That was recently on sale as well. Yeah, I, I have all the DLC. This will give me a good excuse to go back to the DLC. Yes, it will. Go finish Finally, the DLC. Yeah. So oh, yeah, no, I have nothing else to play at all. Nothing. Yeah, no, there's yeah. no well, games. <laughs> you, nothing that's better than The Witcher 3. Oh, I, I oh, beg to differ. So uh, the next game I'm going to talk about is probably Game of the Year. Oh, God. Which Sunrun Cogwar did we get in for let's, review? Uh, let's talk about Bubsy and the Wooly oh, Strike my. Back. Oh, oh man. I've seen stuff about that. Oh, boy, I played this game. I beat this game. You beat oh. it? It's an hour long. It's it's eleven wow. it's eleven levels and three boss fights and it is one of the worst things I've ever had to sit through in my entire life. <laughs> it, you sit through the raiders on a regular so. basis. It is awful. At least it's over quick. Yeah. So this I game. Mean, did you expect any less from a Bubsy game? <sighs> Bubsy wasn't that bad. It was pretty bad, Drew. It was pretty bad. I played it on the SNES. Yeah. <sighs> You should probably go it back like and your, play it. It was your standard platformer. Go back and play Bubsy 3D. No, no, Bubsy no, 3D is a piece of shit. Don't, don't ever play Bubsy 3D ever. If somebody says they're going to murder you if you don't play that game, just, just, just go, Die. man, just go. <laughs> but no, I played through this game. It is essentially the most boring by the numbers platformer you could possibly ever play. Every level is exactly the same motif. You're collecting umpteen amount of yarn balls. Yep. The animation on the character is atrocious. He has a pounce attack that angles just at the proper angle to go over enemies, not into them, which makes it almost impossible to use. I stopped using it three or four levels into the game and just jumped on their heads. He has a double jump, but get this, you don't press the jump button again to do it. 
you press the jump button, then you press the glide button to do the double jump, and then if you hold it, you can glide. What? Yeah. I'm... So it's, so gliding isn't just double jumping and then holding the button? Nope. That's what enough. does the glide button do when you're on the ground? Nothing. <laughs> Why have a glide button? Exactly. This game... It seems like someone just cranked this out really quickly because of Crash Bandicoot. Oh, also, by the way, his one-liners, they're fucking terrible. Give me, give me, give me a few. Hit me, hit me. Oh my god, I don't even remember them. Because they're one-liners. They must have been said many a times during your playthrough. I love all these new abilities I'm getting. That's literally a line in the game. <laughs> and you know what the best part is? He doesn't get any new abilities. That's kind oh, wow. of a shame. There's a. I got that PR email from the Bubsy guy. Yeah. He's trying to like role play like a Bubsy. I was like, that's cute. I hope this game does well. And it's like the worst game ever. It's the it's like, oh. it's thirty dollars. It's an hour that's long. Sad. Wow, thirty dollars. Yeah, it's forty dollars right. if you buy the collector's edition with the Bubsy <laughs> business card and soundtrack and. Well. I mean, like, I would rather have, I'm not sure about you guys, but I'd rather have two copies of Bubsy than one copy of Mario Odyssey, so it works out, you know? Like, nope. uh, that's a nope. good trade. No. Nope. That's 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 if you do that, you should just quit playing video games right now. Just just wrap it up. Pack it in. You're done. <laughs> this game, oh Poor my Bubsy. god. It, it's bad. It's real, real, real bad. Who made this? I'm sorry to say, but it was Black Forest Games. Who is Black Forest Games? They made the Gianna Sisters games. Ah, Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Those are actually competent platformers. Yes, they? they are. They're not mm. bad. This game is bad. Bad, bad, bad. Interesting. Don't, don't you want to hear something crazy? Is that that company will go on to do other things? Well, Runic sure. Games is sh- fucking shut down. Hey, we're not yeah, to news yet, Drew. Up. We're not to I know, but I, I, I'm so upset about that. Mm. Did you buy Hob? You gave it to me. I know, but would you have bought it? Maybe. The same. It came out at, like, the I, worst I, fucking time ever. I know, I know, I'm just saying. That game's really good, by the way. I've played a little bit of that. That game's, that game's cool. But no, don't don't buy Bubsy. It's it's bad. Uh, but that's uh, everything else we've I've played we've already talked about. We talked about Wolfenstein, Mario, Assassin's Creed, which I haven't played much of, but uh, in Overwatch. So I've played a lot of games, but we, we talked about them before we got here, so that's good. Just don't, I, I can't stress enough, don't buy Bubsy. Mario Odyssey is out. <laughs> if you need a platform on another system, Ukulele's better. Super Lucky's Tales coming out next week. Hat in Time. Hat in oh, Time is out on PC. Like, there's a million better platformer games. Do not buy Bubsy, ever. Have you played uh, Super Lucky's Tales? No, I have not. Okay, I'm, I've got that pre-ordered. So I I'm do too. To that. That's that's the game I'm picking up with my ex tomorrow night. So. Well, Crackdown Three isn't out, so we have no choice. Well, obviously. God, John, <laughs> don't remind me. I could have played Crackdown Three tomorrow. I know. (laughs) Anyway, let's talk about Uh, what is coming out this week. Besides the Xbox One X, which is launching this week, uh, America's greatest game shows, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Is that Xbox enhanced? Sure. It's uh, Alex Trebek in 4K, bitches. Who? Suck it, Trebek. Suck it, Trebek. You really don't know who (laughs) Alex Trebek is? Like really? Um, no. You've never watched Jeopardy. Uh, we don't. He's get probably the there. most famous Canadian ever. He's the host we don't of. Get... He's the host of Geo Party. Just say. So you know. <laughs> I don't know, gang. <laughs> Geo Party. 
Just another Jeopardy. Jeopardy. It's a, you could oh. say it oh, phonetically. You could say it Geoparty. You know. Never heard of it. Uh, AT- I've heard Jeopardy, no, really? Yeah, no, I've, I know what it is, but we don't have it over there. No. Uh, ATV, Drift and Tricks. Blue Reflection. Uh, which uh, platform is that coming out This on? is listed as PS4, Blue Reflection. Uh, uh, really? That already came, came out like a month ago. Well, maybe this is a physical copy. I don't know. I'm just looking at a list for tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Hand of Fate 2. Drew just got a boner. Oh, yeah, is that game coming out? Yeah, it's coming out Tuesday. Oh, is they asked us, They asked us about review code like a month and a half ago, and I said, asked Drew if he wanted to do it. He said, sure, I have not heard from that guy since. Hmm. Oh, well. uh, it's on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. I hope that, that game... Quite cool. yeah, I am excited. It has some really cool premises and ideas, it's just the combat was really bad. So if they fix the combat, it could be really good. Uh, Hitman Game of the Year Edition, which this is a bigger deal than just a collection. They're actually rebringing in um, elusive targets for the ones you haven't completed. Oh and yeah, I think they're nice. adding a new area or something like that. So it's so I can uh, finally kill Gary Busey. Yeah, if you didn't do it, you can you can go back and kill Gary Busey. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn: The Frozen Wilds. Uh, That's a big release. Yeah, we yeah. have somebody reviewing nice. that already. Um, I can't. Who's, who's reviewing that? Justin's reviewing it. I can't tell you what he's nice. told me about it, so I won't say anything. The, um, I'm I'm excited to hear about Hitman because I actually. Oh I, right, uh, Ryan, you haven't played it, right? Well, I I bought I actually um, I bought the PlayStation Four version of it from GameFly because I had ten dollars off, so it was like mm-hmm. twelve bucks. So I'm excited to go back through it. I haven't touched that game. I've seen millions of videos of it and. It looks like I could have a lot of fun just doing stupid shit. Yeah, it is very good, Drew. I think you would like it a lot. I'm sure I would, but yeah. I just... When the fuck am I going to play that? Stop playing Overwatch, nerd. You know, if I uninstall Overwatch, it would solve all my fucking problems, but it I would. can't. Okay. Uh, League of War VR Arena for the PS4. Is that like a mobile game? Like, I, it's, That sounds like a mobile game. It's PS, PS4. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Need well, for Speed League. Payback. Is out this week. You remember that game? Oh, uh, that I'm looking forward to. I've actually, to I've actually played. I forgot I played it because it's up on EA Access. The 10 hour trial. Yeah, I've not had my Xbox, so I've not been able to try it. Yeah, that's a that's a Need for Speed ass narrative Need for Speed game. That's yeah, it's that, it's, it's exactly that a, that what you it's exactly or what you expect it's going to be, Drew. It's exactly. But there's no FMV, right? No, it's all. In, I wish it kind of did wish it had FMV because the cutscenes don't look great. Mm-hmm. Say, man, just stick with the FMV. That was what was so charming. I don't know why I'm saying this. I guess it's there was already a physical release of this. Why am I saying this? Sinran Kagura Estival Versus that came out right. Uh, it was like a year ago. Yeah, why yeah, is it on this that's list? That's the last last version of that game, isn't it? I don't know. And then Shantae Half Genie Hero is also on this list. That's out. Is that, is that a physical version of that game? Maybe that game or something. I I I don't. Sonic Forces is out this week. No, it's a new Sonic game. Yeah, that's gonna be bad. This is the one with the create your own Sonic character. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, you can you can furry yourself up. Oh God. Yeah. The fandom is gonna take this and go wild with it. Oh yeah, brother. Ace of Seafood. I kind of want to play this game. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. People have been talking about this game for the last couple days. I I don't know anything about it. What's it coming out on? PS4. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online, Clockwork City. 
Siberia 3, an automation with a plan. Okay. Didn't Siberia 3 already come out like a while back? I think this might be an expansion or maybe it's a physical release. I don't know. Hmm. Next, Machina, Death Machine. Is that a sequel? I don't know. Could be. Assault Android Cactus is hitting Xbox One this week. That's a cool game. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, that's a great game. Uh, Outlast Second Con or Outcast Second Contact. Sorry, I don't. I don't know what that is. Uh, Super Lucky's Tale. Nine one one Operator. <laughs> Drew, Drew, look up Ace of Seafood. Read the read the description. You get a kick out of this. Is it on Steam? Yeah, it's. it's All right, it's, uh, it Wuppo. Wuppo is out this week. Uh, Mario Party, the top 100. Uh, and Minecraft, new Nintendo 3DS edition. Anything on Switch this week? While Drew's looking that up. Farming Simulator, Nintendo Switch edition. Heroes of Monkey Tavern. What the fuck? Koi DX. Maria the Witch. Wait. What? Oh. Can you spell Koi for me? K-O-I. K-O, okay. Like the fish. Maria the Witch. Octodad, the Deadliest Catch. Super Putty Squad. Talomir. Has everybody played Octodad? Yes. Yes. That's a pretty neat little game. Yep. Uh, Cat Quest. Doom for the Switch. Is out there you go. Oh. All right. Jesus. And Snipper Clips Plus Cut It Out Together. Okay, Dave Coulier. Cut it out. All right, so here's the about this game for Ace of Seafood. Okay. In at the top, it has highlighted it is the future. The human mind is separate from the body, but has not yet forgotten forms of life. Sure. In the cities of the distant future, humans have all but disappeared. Now, fish and crustaceans fight great wars, shooting deadly rays of light at each other. In your current newly awakened state, you are no more than a piece of seafood, but you have also been blessed with the talent for leading your allies to battle. Ransack the reefs, discover the underwater world, raise an army, multiply your victories, do whatever it takes to become the ace of seafood. Hell yeah, dude. That's pretty great. Uh, tell us your background. Sardines, salmon, spice, spiny lobster. At the beginning, you will share your secret desire to become one of the seafood. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, this looks fucking wild. Yeah, this looks bonkers. (laughs) It's gotten very positive reviews so far on Steam anyway, so that's kind of interesting. All right, funny game names for the PC this week. We've got Burn Clown Burn. Oh, Burn Clown Burn. A uh, game called Critters, or as I like to call them, Crites. Anybody? Anybody? What? You don't nope. remember? You don't remember Critters? That nineteen? I remember the movie. Yeah, I do. Yeah. They called them Crites. The the aliens that came down to kill them called them Crites. No, mm. yeah. uh, I don't remember that. Now you can Google it. There's a movie. There's a game called I call People Packages. It's all one word. People Packages. Wow. It's gotta be Steam. Yeah. Well, I'm doing PC games, so. Okay. Uh, that's that's about it. That's about the best. What the fuck? People packages. Let's Throw the stuff. bags. Oh man, this is bad. So this is obviously not the first. 
uh, English is not the first language. Uh, people packages throw the bags with water on passerby birds, collect points, and spend them on upgrades. This and much more awaits you in this interesting and exciting game, as well as bonuses. And it's somebody in a window throwing what looks like water balloons at people as they walk around on the street. Sure, that's fun. Comes out in approximately one day. Alright, let's do some news. BlizzCon happened this week. It was a big deal. Oh yeah. Lots of news coming out of there. So first off, there's a new expansion for World of Warcraft. Um, StarCraft 2 is going free to play, which is awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, that's excellent. That, that game has been kind of dying for a bigger player base, so this free-to-play move is great. The fact that you get the actual single-player campaign of Wings of Liberty, which is fantastic, by the way. Yep. It's like just playing through it. It's just super fun. And if you have Wings of Liberty, they'll give you Heart of the Storm for free. So it's like, that's that's pretty nice. And you can go to the ladder and do the whole multiplayer things with that, like, mostly with that limitation. So it's a very generous free-to-play, that's what yep. I'm saying. Uh, they also announced WoW Classic. So What's they, that? Like, essentially vanilla WoW, from what I'm understanding. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna. It's not gonna be out for a bit. But uh, having they, having not played WoW since vanilla, that's actually somewhat interesting to me. Did they say if they were gonna charge for that? Is it gonna be like free to play, or is it gonna be monthly? Subscription? I don't think. I don't think they've uh, put too much information on it. They said they're starting development on it. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, well, it does explain why they had that uh, cease and desist for that uh, those people that had the original server up. Mm, I think that's this is that came. Like way before they even considered it. After the season deceased, they got a lot of feedback from the communities talking about how badly they want it. And so it's not like they were planning on doing it when they sent the season deceased. It's kind of like the aftermath, like all the responses they got mm. seeing uh, passionate fans. So I think that's why they're doing it now. Over, Overwatch news there will be some new cosmetics dropping into loot boxes in 2018. They look excellent, by yes. the way. I want, I want, I want all of those. A uh, new hero was announced. She's a support character. She looks like a cross Boy, between Symmetra and Zenyatta. Yeah. So she Pretty looks good. really cool. There's a new map e- coming. Evil, evil healer is something that people have been asking for, like Talon Blackwatch healer. So that's exactly what she is. So yeah. sounds interesting. And there's a new map coming called Blizzard World, which looks incredible. It does. Uh, Jay, you said Hearthstone's getting a new expansion. I don't see that on here, so I'm just going to bring it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I think it's called, like, Cobalt Dungeons or something like that. And what they're doing is uh, they al- also have this roguelike they're going to be pushing out for free-to-play. And what it is that you are kind of pushed up against uh, several different bosses that they shuffle around. And you start out with only 10 cards, uh, which, you, which you start from, like, this basis of a shell of a class that you would choose. And every boss that you defeat, you choose like an artifact card that does a very powerful effect. And you choose like a selection of three cards from a bunch of lists. So you kind of keep getting stronger and building up your deck list as you continue to go on while the bosses get more health and they become more powerful. So, and, but when you finish, well, when you die against one of the bosses, you're done. Your, your run is finished there and you have to start over again. So it's got that roguelike element. And some randomized, like some loot and stuff like that. So sounds pretty sounds pretty interesting. They haven't done anything like that before. So uh, I'll be I'll be happy to look into that when it first uh, comes out next year, early next year. Is that free or is that? Oh, uh, it's free. It's free. Okay. Lots of lots of Blizzard news, but we won't dwell on that too much because there is actually other things going. on. We have PlayStation Plus games for the month of November uh, on PS4. You'll be able to play Bound, 
Dungeon Punks, which is also crossed by with Vita. Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. Uh, Worms Battlegrounds, those are all PS4. PS3, you get R-Type Dimensions and Ragdoll Kung Fu, Fists of Plastic, which is a terrible game, by the way. It is, don't play that game. Uh, But the R-Type Dimensions is fantastic. Yes, it is. And then on Vita, as I mentioned, Dungeon Punks and also Broken Sword 5, The Serpent's Curse, Episodes 1 and 2. Anyone play Bound here? No, I've heard good things, but I'm not Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of good things. So I'm excited to check that out. Also, Worms is like a good game to have around. Yes. Yeah, like Cos Co-op, so I'm glad to get that. So, yeah, not bad. Uh, UFC 3 okay. has been announced. Uh, the cover athlete is Conor McGregor. So there's that. As if anybody expected somebody different to be yeah. the cover athlete. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Torchlight developer Runic Games has been shut down. This is fucking horrible. Uh, also, Drew, you, you've, been, you've been saving this up, man. Just go wild. Dude, it's what so the bad. fuck? I mean, yeah, I get it. You released Hob at a really bad fucking time. Um, but holy shit, man. Yeah. Uh, also uh, worth noting in there is the gigantic developer Motiga has also had massive layoffs. Well, I mean, are, the thing. These are all companies under Perfect World, I believe. Yeah, they are. And that's the thing is is that Runic Games, what people may not know, is that they're made up of many of the people who made Diablo 1 and 2. Yep. And uh, truth be told, Torchlight 2 came out around the same time as Diablo 3 did. Torchlight 2 was a better Diablo than Diablo 3 was at the time. At the time, absolutely. But yeah. it didn't have the name. So. It, yeah, it was so sad because Torchlight Two was fucking fantastic. It really was. It was a. It was like that was the sequel to to Diablo Two. They that, really that, should have worked to get that game out on consoles. I think. Yeah, they should have done that. They should have. Look, I get it. They were they were wanting to do something different and ambitious. They wanted to do Hob. What they should have done was work on Torchlight Three, because that was their seller. Hob is a yeah. great game, yeah. but it has no name recognition. It's. It's sad, because that game is really good. You should play it if you have not. Uh, Hanzo is coming to Heroes of the Storm. I forgot to mention that in the Blizzard news. So It's just, just even more Overwatch heroes for Heroes of the Storm, man. That game has so many of them now. They're, they're kind of running out of other characters to put into it. Yeah, well, they, they want to bring more people into it, and Overwatch people really love their characters. So. As the Hanzo mains go play Heroes of the Storm instead, please. I, I don't think so, you're going to be able to Overwatch. snipe. So how long until we get the Overwatch cartoon? Hey, man, I'll watch that shit. I, I just want them to do like more of those shorts and then just make them into like, a full-on movie. That'd be yeah, just make a movie. That would be cool. Yeah, they like they, they take way too much money to make, man. Like the, the production values on those things, it takes so much time and effort. Making a full length, like an hour and a half of that, would be kind of insane. What I'd love to see is like them make a movie about the beginning of Overwatch, back whenever they were still young and shit like that, mm-hmm. and just like oh how how Overwatch fell. Yeah, and then, like, then the game would be like oh this is what happens afterwards. Uh, they they do a good job with that stuff in the lore, sure. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds has an official release date on Xbox One. It is December twelfth, and the developers also said that the one point version will be out quote late December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so just in time for Game of the Year, you can. We have well, absolutely need, no yeah. desire to play that game. I don't either. It's not my kind of thing. I'm glad it's doing well, but it's just not my thing. Did anyone um, boot up the Fortnite free to play thing? 
Uh, yes. I've installed that three or four times and can just never get myself to play it because of the horrible UI. So you never it's like not... booted it up? I've never booted up since they added the Battle Royale. Mm. What I've about you, John? Pl- I've played it. So. it. The UI is a bit weak, but it's actually quite a good game. I don't mind. Okay. I can see why... Um, uh, what's the name? The people who make Battle Royale or... PUBG or... Uh, yeah, the, yeah uh, PUBG, sorry. Uh, I can see why they might got a little bit pissed uh, about seeing a bit of thunder, but, you know, you snooze, you lose. Um, yeah, it's quite good. Enjoyed it. Uh, L.A. Noir for the Nintendo Switch does not fit on the system's internal memory. <laughs> yep. If you buy it on cart, you have to download 14 gigs as a patch. So there's that. <laughs> what a what a weird game to have on the Switch in the first place, and then you have this whole thing with the memory. It just seems odd to me. Yeah, it's definitely going to require a external card, which at this point, if you own a Switch, you should probably just get one. Uh, what else is going on? Digging back, digging back. Uh, PlayStation. I uh, know Jay wanted to talk about PlayStation Rewards now. Rewards mm-hmm. you for trophies. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, let's see. I don't. I don't have the breakdown right in front of me, but I do believe it's something like if you have ten platinum trophies, or if you. This is not retroactive, unfortunately, so we can't like push the the trophies that we have onto this reward and get some stuff. What is that? After you sign up for this program, you have these kind of like milestones, milestones of sorts, right? And as you get trophies while you play the the games that's associated to your Sony account, they get. Uh, put towards these things. So if you get, let's say, 25 gold trophies, that's 250 points. If you get 10 platinum trophies, you get 1,000 points. And with 1,000 points, you can get $10 gift card. Uh, was a PSN credit. So that's something that I kind of want. Obviously, it's not like a huge incentive to go like fucking trophy hunting for every platinum that you can ever get. But it's just another thing that, like, oh, I just happened to get a bunch of gold, and I have these uh, credits that I can use to get a you know ten dollar whatever thing that I can spend towards another game. That's something that I've wanted for achievements and uh, trophies for a long time. So it's very nice to finally see it happen. You know, it's not just it's not just dynamic like you know um, backgrounds and avatar rewards and things like that that don't have any real value, but actual PSN credit that's that's worth something. You know, that's gonna be able to let me buy games. For $10, you can buy multiple games on PS Plus, like flash sales nowadays. It goes a long way. So it becomes a nice incentive to actually make these trophies worth something. So nice nice move by Sony. Good start. See it. Good start. Yeah. Do you think uh, Microsoft will follow suit, or they just don't care? Uh, maybe at some point they have a rewards program that's in place, but it's never been great. So mm-hmm. maybe they'll maybe they'll up their game at some point. I mean, Microsoft's always looking to get you know good customer feedback. So Right. Uh, speaking of Fortnite Battle Royale, it's recently uh, passed 800,000 concurrent users, which is still way below PUBG, but still pretty good for a game that basically just ripped it off real quick. <laughs> and would have died any other reason. Yeah, so, Fortnite yes. would have died yeah. without this Battle Royale for sure. Yeah. Also, almost as maybe many players as uh, Lawbreakers, so, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say maybe almost, be, almost take a good. message from this, <laughs> take a lesson. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Lawbreakers is under Perfect World as well, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know so actually. did Lawbreakers cause um, the closure of two studios? <laughs> I don't. 
I don't know if they were. I think, that wouldn't surprise me. I can't actually remember. I I know that they were involved, but whether they stay involved, stayed involved, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That game is that game is destroyed at this point. Uh, PS4 developer Housemark, you may know them. They make a lot of uh, arcade shooters. Yep. They're not going to make any more arcade shooters. Really? They're moving away from the genre. They sent out a press release about it this week saying we're moving on to different things. Uh, the last couple games they released did not hit their targets they needed to develop. Hmm. Which doesn't shock me because didn't they put out two arcade shooters in the span of like three months? Yeah, mm-hmm. next, next Machia. Next Machina and Matterfall. Yeah, that seems like a little excessive release window. Yeah. Yeah, those games also didn't have much marketing push behind them. No. Understandably, they're not physical copy games and they're just digital. But uh, they should have a big enough name behind them to uh, actually generate some bit of hype. And it doesn't it didn't seem that way at all. Um, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is being updated. Uh, the loot box system is being changed to where Epic, I believe it's Epic Star Cards, will no longer be in loot boxes. <laughs> so they're making changes to that game based on the feedback, which is good. That's a good thing. Yeah, just uh, just don't forget what they try to do as you play the game, whether you decide to play it or not. Like you have to keep on top of these companies with their fucking slimy tactics if you want them to like double back and reconsider things. So, uh, as much as we're all sick of outrage and the negativity and cynicism, there are some things that you should push back against, and this is this was one clear case of it. So it was nice to see. Alright, that seems to be all the big headlines. So we've got a couple emails that we actually requested last week of spooky stories. Excellent. So we got two of them. We got one from Antonio. This first one comes in. First up, my UFO story. Uh, around 2 a.m. a couple years ago, my little brother and me noticed four huge bright lights spinning at an unusually high speed in the sky. It was a cloudy night, and the lights were definitely originating from within the clouds. The lights were too far apart and spinning too fast to be a drone. The next day, I caught the local TV news report about it. There were many 911 calls about the lights as well. The police response to the news was skylights, despite no actual investigation. There's a problem with that police response. I know exactly what a skylight looks like, and there was absolutely no beams from the ground to air or vice versa. These were clearly UFOs. Not saying they're aliens, but definitely weren't skylights. What was really weird was how they seemed to be moving towards my direction while remaining in the exact same location. Like I said, the drone explanation wouldn't have worked because of how far apart and how fast they were rotating. Now, time for my best friend's paranormal story. My friend's husband at the time was in the military and was deployed in Afghanistan. One of his squad mates died in an IED explosion. She and her husband were good friends with the guy who died. That same week, she witnessed a figure in her hallway one night and it said hello to her and what she said was an electronic static sounding voice. That same month, her two young kids, around the ages of two and four, started randomly staring at a certain spot in their room and having conversations with a person who was not there. I don't Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't know if the situations were related, but it was really weird and stressing her out. Her kids would routinely speak to her, or would con- routinely speak to and stare at the exact same spot in their room for a few months until it stopped. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> just like back away slowly from your children as they are talking into nothingness. Just like, hey, we're good. That's that's one of the things that you see in like a fucking horror movie that is unsettling, and that's that's one of the things that scares me about having children. Mm-hmm. Is that 
your kid will be like, I'm talking to, to Danny. Who the fuck's Danny? Oh, it just he's, wait, he's just, in the corner. He, he's he's right behind you right now. That's what I'm saying. Is is wait till your kid you go into your kid's bedroom one night and you ask him a question and they're like, you don't see that person standing right behind you. It's just like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and you're like, pick him up and leave the room and like board it off and burn it. That's <sighs> no, thank you. Yeah, that's about how I feel about that. I say uh, that about cats too. Yeah, cats, cats are just always staring. staring off into something and they're seeing something. I'm like, I don't see nothing. Yep. No, I'm good. All right. The next one comes in. It's a long one. Drew forwarded this to me. This comes from uh, Chad. Chad. Okay, cool. Get ready, Drew. It's a long one. 11 years ago, I went through a bad breakup with my high school sweetheart of nine years. We bought an old house together back in the woods of West Virginia. That just that sounds like a freaking yeah. horror movie beginning. My Roanoke nightmare. Uh, it was built in 1904 and was smack dab in the middle of a Civil War battleground, Battle of North Mountain. Jesus Christ. Wow. So the area had a fairly rich historical background. Anyway, I was living in this house by myself now, uh, approximately a couple weeks after I kicked her out for cheating on me with her boss. The date of this odd experience was October 24th, 2006, at a little My birthday. There you go. At a little after 10 a.m. in the morning. I was a police officer at that time and had a parade detail around 3 p.m., so I decided I wanted to lay down and get a nap before going to work. It was a nice sunny fall day, and I remember the time because of the clock on the nightstand when I laid down. Shortly after laying down, I heard three steady knocks from what sounded like the front door downstairs. I ignored it because I just wanted to get some rest and didn't want to be disturbed. Next, I heard what sounded like someone walking up the old wood steps, which just which end up just outside my bedroom door. At this point, I figured it was my ex coming back to get a few things because she was the only other person to have a key to the house. Still angry at her, I rolled over and pretended to be asleep because I didn't want to talk to her. I just wanted her to get what she needed and leave. Then I heard the bedroom door slowly creak, but no other footsteps or sounds. I rolled over to see what was there, but there was no one. Slightly confused, I just rolled over in the opposite direction and tried to resume my nap. But for a split second, I saw someone laying in the bed next to me. Uh. It was very quick. In the blink of an eye, it was gone. All I remember seeing in that moment was a womanly figure in a white nightgown, and at the top, and the top of her head, never saw her face. She had long, straight brown hair with a part down the middle. In retrospect, she kind of reminds me of the girl from The Ring. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> Uh, all of a sudden, I hear the bedroom door to my left creak again, so I turn to see if anyone is there. Once again, no one is there, but I can see down the hallway toward the steps that lead to the third floor attic. Beautiful sun rays are shining through the hallway window, but I can see the shadowy silhouette by the attic staircase. It looked kind of like a it looked kind of human-like, but like I said, it was only a silhouette. After about five seconds of staring and trying to comprehend what I'm looking at, I hear three steady knocks again. Then the shadowy silhouette was gone. I consider myself to be a relatively skeptical person, so to this day I still question whether that whole situation was real or whether my imagination was running wild. However, I still remember it vividly all these all of these years later. There really wasn't anything else weird that has happened to me other than the attic light coming on by itself all the time. I would see it in the evenings through the third floor windows when pulling into my driveway. Eventually I got tired of it and removed the light bulb. A couple years after that incident, I'd moved into my new girlfriend's house, now she is my wife, and I rented that property out. One time, when stopping by to collect the rent, my tenant's son asked me out of the blue if I ever saw a ghost in that house. I promptly lied to the child and said, no, no, not that I can recall. (laughs) 
A little over a year ago, my then three-year-old son... He died. (laughs) (laughs) My then three-year-old son mentioned something to me about the taker. I asked him who the taker is, and he told me it was a guy that follows me all the time around the house. I asked him what he looks like, and he told me the taker is is purple and had horns. I asked him if the taker is around me right now, and he said no. I asked him if he knows where the taker is right now, and my son just replied that the taker lives in the water. My son is almost five now and has never mentioned the taker again, so I guess it was just a child's creepy imagination, or at least I hope so. The alternative is that I have a demon following me and attempted at least once to possess me while I was emotionally vulnerable. I laughed at the suggestion that somebody once told me, but they did seem to think it was very funny. They seemed genuinely concerned. They didn't seem to think it was funny. They seemed genuinely concerned. They told me I should take this seriously and that the three knocks I heard during the odd situation 11 years ago is a demon's way of mocking the Holy Trinity and was trying to make me more distressed to break me down and possess me. Who the fuck are you talking to? Uh, just to be clear, I think it's a crock of shit, but it's still interesting. I tell you what, if I ever succumb to demonic possession, I'll be sure to give you a status update. <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Is, you going to send an email like in Hebrew or something? Uh, he says, glad to hear you making a guest appearance, Sophie, and hope you have a bunch of fun with Alan Wake. I'd be playing along with you all, but I have a massive backlog out the yayo, and I'm trying to get through. Also, I've been working 60 to 84 hour work week the past couple of months, so I haven't had a lot of free time. Happy belated Halloween. So anybody, stories, man. anybody gonna have nightmares tonight? Just curious. There's I have a, nightmares a purple every demons night. sitting there next to me or something. <laughs> Drew, if you see a purple demon tonight, you know who to email back. I know. <laughs> You've sent your curse to me. Oh man. I tell you what, I had chills reading a couple of those. Whew. Yeah. They're good, man. The whole him like oh, the taker is a purple demon with horns and he lives in the fucking water. Fuck that, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't take any more showers or bath. You're good, man. It's fine. Eh, I guess I could do that. The kids, man. It's like I said before, reading those, the kids, man, when they say something, it freaks you out because kids are yeah. innocent. They don't know about that stuff. So yeah. it's really creepy. And so I was waiting for, like, like, if I have a son or a daughter and I'm putting her to bed and she turns and looks at me. I've never mentioned this before in my life. She doesn't know who Satan is. And she says, Daddy, who's Satan? And I'm like, yeah. uh, who told you about Satan? Satan did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm calling the priest. At least at least she didn't say, you know, that guy's standing right behind you. You know, Satan. He's right behind you right now. Yeah, he's just, uh, he's just kind of standing there waiting on you to turn around. Dad. The moral of the story is to not have kids. <laughs> yes, guys. <laughs> well done. Uh, all right, we got some tweets. We're going to run through these real quick. I know we're running over. Uh, first one comes from Chandler. He says, second ending to Shadow of War completely fucked what little story they had. As a, hardcore, as a hardcore Tolkien fan, I was offended throughout. I thought you'd be offended right up front. That game kind of plays loose with that lore. <laughs> mm. Yeah. How many how many rings do they have now? Like five? Seventy. Uh, Wolfenstein was really awesome, but I felt it was too short, and it ended abruptly. Anyone else have any complaints? I think we've all shared our complaints of that game. Yes, it does end abruptly as well. Yeah. I totally forgot to talk about this, but Mookie tweeted me about Mutant Football League, and yeah. I have played that. That game is super cool. It is definitely... Is it football? Yeah, it's straight-up football. Okay. So it has like two announcers, and one of them sounds like the guy from NBA Jam. All right. Uh, you can you can do like dirty tactics. Like one of them is bribe the ref. 
One of them is like um, quarterback. Sorry. Quarterback kill, and do your players die? So if they so, die, you have to sub in new players. Are you playing as the Patriots? Is that how that goes? Or the, all the teams are based off of real NFL teams. Oh, okay. So I played as the Crokeland Invaders. It's <laughs> not bad. But yeah, it's uh, it's in preview right now. It's an early access on Steam, and it's in game preview on Xbox One, and uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, when Mookie says, when Drew said about his night terror and afraid of someone in the bed with him, do you mean it's your fiance? We we made that joke earlier, but no, no, not my fiance. Uh, not yet. That's a whole different nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's like. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it, if if my fiance is laying in the bed with me, that's good. If it's a snake or the taker, then no. <laughs> the taker, the I like taker. How, I like how he's a, he's adopted the taker now. Now he's gonna have nightmares about the taker. The taker. Uh, Dustin sent us some tweets. He said I played through South Park and it was a bit disappointed. Uh, it didn't entertain me nearly as much, nearly half as much as the Stick of Truth. Uh, binged a lot of Mario. That game is amazing. Did all the post-game unlockables to uh, just need to finish rounding up some random moons. Good lord, man. Uh, I don't understand the complaining of, mo- of motion control of Mario. You can turn it off, and if you do use it, it's actually handy. Mm, you, I, I turn it off immediately, and uh, you still need to do... like We're talking about if you want to shoot up, if you want to shoot down, you do need to use the motion control. They never get shut off. Like the thing is, like you have to kind of like swinging it and stuff like that. You you can never turn that stuff off. That's always there, whether yeah. you want it or not. Uh, he says, "I played Static, and I expect you to die for VR." And those two, uh, those are two fun puzzle games and worth a playthrough. I've heard a lot of people talk about. It. I expect you to die. Uh, I ended up uh, playing the original Silent Hill and. Man, two of those puzzles were tough. I had to look them up. Also, the sound is amazing in it. Oh, yeah. Oof. Chilling soundtrack. Uh, After Sony's conference, I had an itch to play uh, God of War, and only one I had left to play was Ghost of Sparta. Ready at Dawn did a great job with it. Yeah, they they did. Those two Vita games were really good. Those Vita games were really good. Yeah, very very good. Uh, He wants to know if Gambus Khan's ever going to be on the show again. I don't know. You talk to him. He did tag him in the tweet, but you know, I don't know. Jason's Jason's um, contact with me is every Sunday morning. I I won't be there today. I literally <laughs> At least have it's consistent. Yeah, I literally have a blockade of texts on my phone that are just Jason saying I won't be there today. Jason's so. mm-hmm. keeping you up tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's that's nice. Uh, he also says, any chance of remixing the opening song with samples from actual co-hosts? Who the fuck is Killer Wolverine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we asked that a lot. The yeah, yeah, I talked to the guy that wrote the song. Uh, I don't know that he still he does that. He doesn't write anymore. Yeah. No, so Brian, don't, don't do it, do we've, we've kind of, uh, we're kind of stuck with what we got. Sorry. I will make mention of it. All right, him. all right. Yeah, because we still we love that song. That song has become part like what is the the dude from the Running Man? I love this song. This song's part of me. Now I'm gonna make it a part of you. That's all right. Keep it. Keep it. <laughs> and then he shoves a chainsaw in between his legs. Yeah, yeah, yep. Nothing like a castration with a chainsaw, right? 
I need to watch that movie again. That's a fun movie. I watched it recently. It holds up pretty good. I yeah. mean, as long as you know what you're going Zero. in expecting. Now playing Zero. <laughs> I hope you left enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. <laughs> and break your goddamn spine. And break your goddamn spine. <laughs> right. I kind of want to watch that movie now. Hey, too. Lighthead. Hey, Christmas hey, tree. Christmas tree. <laughs> That's the one where Arnold is wearing the yellow jumpsuit, yep, right? Yeah, yeah. They're oh, on the game God. show where they have to yeah. kill each other. Yeah. Is his name? I can't remember his name. Is it Ben Richards? Is that his yeah, name? Yeah, Ben Richards is like his a name. Standard ass name. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like the, the they interview that grandma. He's like, I pick Ben Richards. He's like, one. No, he's the runner. You can't. You can't pick him. I can pick anyone I want. And that boy's one mean motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, the the secret star of that of that movie is freaking Richard Dawson, man. Yeah, Dawson. <laughs> he's great in that movie. Great oh, villain. God, that movie's so good. Um, November is my dedicated backlog month. No new games till Xenoblade. I need to save money for the baby. Oh, well, congratulations! You're having a baby. Congratulations. No, that's Xenoblade he's talking about. Oh, the Xenoblade is the baby. <laughs> yeah, I uh, that Sucker Punch game, Ghosts of the Samurai Guy, Ghost of the Ooh. Samurai Guy, <laughs> has me excited. I hope they show more that PSX. That super cool. Ghosts of Tsushima? Yeah, that game. I'll yeah, play that Shima, game. Yeah. And now we know what they've been working on. Uh, his final tweet says, maybe I should have emailed instead of tweet overload, but I missed the last couple of weeks of the show. Ha ha, oh well, too late now. Well, there you go. Justin the Third. Sent in a uh, tweet that says, No Shinmu remasters at Paris like you guys. I'm hoping for the announcement of PSX. Those crates won't move themselves, you know. <laughs> the sailors won't find themselves. Yeah, exactly. that's true. Those, those sailors. They're probably running away from that game. That'd be my guess. Hey, you and your hatred of Shinmu. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to hate. It's a very hateable game. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Oh, it's so much fun. That's it, though. If you do want to send us a tweet, it's uh, at N4G Podcast. You want to shoot us an email? Podcast at ZTGD.com. If you want to follow us individually, Drew, DML Fury, J, Bodicide J, Ryan, Wombat RP, and John, at John WUK. You can also follow me on the site at ZTGD. And check out Phoenix Down in the midst of their Halloween game, way late. Um, well... Technically, this is not our Halloween game. Our Halloween game is next month. Okay, well, this one's close enough to Halloween, and it's a spooky game. Kind of, yeah. Uh, they will not be a episode this week. Okay. We're going to have to take a week off because she's going to be out of uh, out of the country, I think. Out of, out of the country. That's a good yeah. excuse not to do a podcast, by the way. Yeah, when somebody's out of the country. When you're out of the country, you're forgiven. Yeah. It's so. a good one. But, uh, yeah, check out Alan Wake. Episode 1 is up. Episode 2 yep. will be up next week. We'll be back next week talking about a new console. Hopefully, John, you will make it because I know you're the only other person getting it besides me. I amazingly will be on the show. So you and I can I... discuss the X. I will not be on the show next week. That's right, because you're going to be in San Antonio. I'll be in San Antonio and Austin next week. So, yeah. so people know where you are. They're going to find uh, that's you all right. in San Antonio. Not, not quite out of the right. country excuse, but still pretty good. Uh, I like it. But there you go. That is the show for this week. It's exciting. It's it's almost coming to an end. 2017. December's going to be hard to discuss game of the year. And January's oh, going to be even harder to make a list. But it's finally... We're finally almost done with all these great releases for 2017. And then it starts again in January with Monster Hunter. 
Yep. <laughs> yeah. Is Monster Hunter oh. January? I yeah, thought it was March. It is January. No, it's January. January. Yeah. Oh, it's mid-January. Oh. And then there's January a, is pretty insane too, man. You should look at the list. There's a float in February as well, like Far Cry Five. Um, probably getting that day one. You'd imagine Crackdown's probably going to be early twenty. I mean, they've already said God of War is early twenty eighteen. It's just like uh, too many games. Got a Monster Hunter beta starting in December too. Yep. Yeah, PS4 I know. I'm beta. about the beta. September Early 9th. December. You're going to be playing with us, Ryan? Because I know me and Drew are going to be in there. I, so I will definitely play with you guys. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Excellent. What uh, you know? What weapon you're going to go with, Ryan? I don't. You know, I haven't looked at the. Um, I haven't looked to see if there's anything different in this one. Um, in all the other ones, I usually play longsword. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I usually gravitate towards longsword, but I'm thinking I'm going insect glaive on this one again. Insect Glaive looks super good, Drew. Yeah, yeah. And finally, I don't have to worry about camera control because I can use a fucking yeah, stick. Right, right sticks, yeah. Yep. I'm Say what? What's the analog stick on? If they, can, if they can take all the good stuff about Monster Hunter mm-hmm. and eliminate a lot of the jank that people have pretended to be good for years when it hasn't been, um, I'm going to be all about this game all the time. Yeah. yeah. This this is the game that I know. I'm I'm frankly gonna be playing this game probably for the whole year when it when it drops. I, that's the way I feel about it. This yeah. will be the game to get me off of Overwatch. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think so, man. All right, we well, should that... be careful not to build our hype too much. Yeah, you should. True. Just, just in case, it's it's too late. The damage is done. I've seen the trailers. It late. looks the too good. I've watched far too many gameplay videos to say <laughs> I want just... this now. <laughs> yeah, it looks way too good, man. This, my expectations are just off. Off the stratosphere, it's just it's out of there. Capcom hadn't had a good record lately, so maybe tempered a little Capcom bit. Capcom and Monster Hunter Capcom are very different pieces. They may be, they may be, before. but Capcom's PS4 slash Xbox One development. We'll find out. We'll find out when the actual game drops. But um, boy, December is coming up real soon. Yep. All right. Well, that's it. We're gonna get out of here. We'll be back next week. To talk about a new console and probably some more games. So we out. Yep. Yep. Alrighty, and it goes something like this.